Everything's under control. Situation normal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I am your host, as always, Steve Sesnick, and I am joined to my right by the Reverend Joe Laporta. What's up, man? Not too much. I am happy to now be referred to only as Florida Man. Only as you are the yes. Florida Man? I am the Florida Man. According to a French-Canadian? Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I now represent, apparently, all of us. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then also with us this week, we have uh, Dominic DiCarlo from the Tampa area, man. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Good. Joining us all the way from down south, and uh, you're even further south than us. I mean, a little bit more yeah. west than south, but yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. So, no, it's just funny because I was thinking about uh, you know Dom- Dominic's uh, going to be on, on the Crate Cup team with me and Travis and uh, Curtis, and uh, I was thinking about just naming our team um, Florida Man Rides North to go to the real south. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I don't know. I, I ended up just sticking with Florida, man. <laughs> so, all right. Well, what do we got to drink tonight, boys? I I made mistakes were made. So, <laughs> <laughs> man, story of my life. <laughs> so, apparently, uh, like I hadn't thought about buying more beer um, for a while, apparently, and I was apparently out of any normal beer. So, I am currently drinking uh, an Angry Orchard hard cider rosé made with <laughs> made with rare french red flesh apples you are drinking a pink fruity beverage right now oh, get around that buddy beverage yeah this was i believe this was <laughs> we had an umbrella for it that would be awesome yeah i, I do need an umbrella there. yeah an umbrella and maybe a straw you know what straw mean? some some like uh some pineapple on the rim or something <laughs> um but yeah no it's I think this was like leftovers um, from some party where the the we got the we got some cider for the for the ladies and you have kind of a lot of it. There's like a full six pack in there. Yeah, because I haven't because nobody's touched it. It's just been sitting in there from no, the party. No, I didn't drink it. But uh, but yeah. So anyways, that's what I got. Uh, I would, Joe. What do you got there, Joe? I have a uh, a Hellraiser Dark Amber. It Hell is quite Razor, tasty. Dark Amber, yum. Darkness. Dominic, you got anything? Well, I'm kind of in the same boat you are. Uh, I had beer last night, but then suddenly uh, I didn't have any beer anymore. I don't know where it went. I've had uh, that. <laughs> so uh, I figured beer it would last thieves. till tonight, but it did not, in fact, last till tonight. So yeah. uh, I had to sc- scour through the pantry, and I'm just uh, drinking vodka and orange juice. So. Oh, well, I mean, I thought you were going to like say cooking sherry or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I have, in fairness, I have done that before. So I'm drinking be, straight uh, rubbing alcohol. I, I have a $5 bottle of wine around here somewhere from, from when I was doing, making some, uh, I was making some beef bourguignon. Uh, but I, yes. I was going to make fun of you, Steve, for your drink, but in fairness, you know, I live by the mantra that you can't let any alcohol go to waste. So yeah. since you had it over from your party, you know, yeah. you've, got to, you've got to consume it. I, I guess somebody's got to finish it. Otherwise, it's going to sit there forever. You shouldn't say that, Steve, because you have bad Larry's in that fridge, too. Oh, no, that's no, that's speaks. <laughs> that's saved for a special occasion. Being, that's going to be a terrible special being occasion. That bucket be very that Travis is going to drink at Dragon Con. That's what oh. that that's what that's saved for. <laughs> that's like four years old now, too. Like I've been bringing to Dragon Con every year. Well, I know. And it, keep, and it somehow ended up back at my house. So yeah, the worst part is like we left good booze there. Like we left men behind. We yeah. took home <laughs> I don't know how the bad Larry's made it home, but it did. <laughs> been there and back several times it's, <laughs> it's like 12th it's like our 12th most senior member of the group <laughs> it's 
not in last um, place. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But <sighs> all right, well, X Wing talk. We had a lot of uh, we had, we had two very large tournaments this weekend. We did. You guys keep telling me the UK one's always the biggest one. It's, it's still generally the generally the biggest X Wing tournament of the year. Yeah, although. Well, I think that they had 480 something ish. I think this year, um, that's unreal, which is quite large. Um, although I think technically, uh, Worlds had more for once. If you combine everything you, together, if, like if with com- the uh, last chance and everything, yeah, oh, it's definitely. If you combine the last chance qualifier, because um, there was like 130 odd players that got knocked out of that, and I think there was about 230 ish players per flight at worlds so sounds right yeah so i think altogether at worlds you had a uh, this past year you had you know probably about 600 altogether. Mm-hmm. so um so yeah but anyways it's a massive tournament um and it's you know generally speaking looked forward to as one of the largest of the year so um and then we also had the fort worth texas system open uh here in the u.s so okay. two system opens, two hyperspace events, um, lots of good information. This is the first kind of real information dump since the uh, since the um, the new points the came new out. Points change, okay. Yeah. So we got some stuff to look at, um, and I figure I will start with uh, with the Texas with Fort Worth, Texas. Now we don't have a ton of data because the the stuff hasn't been put up in the the full tournament has not been put in the list fortress yet. So I was able to kind of scrounge together um, the, the top, the lists of the top eight players from each tournament to get us kind of an idea of what, obviously of what ended up winning and what was doing well. Um, we'll have some more interesting stuff to talk about from the overall meta, um, hopefully next week after the, after the uh, uh, List Fortress stuff is up. But this is a good start and um, we will dig into it. So... Uh, coming in first place here in Fort Worth, Texas, was Duncan Howard, making up for his uh, second place finish to Paul Heaver at PAX. And, uh, I don't think he had to make up for a second place well, finish. Well, he second wanted, he wanted I mean, you know, he probably wanted to play Coruscant, you know. I mean, yeah. coming up second, and then, you know, now he, now he gets an invite to Coruscant. So, one good thing is the U.S. Coruscant team is looking pretty damn good. So far, it's Paul Heaver and Duncan Howard. Yeah, so, that's yeah, fair. That, yeah, that's a pretty good start. So yeah. that, that's a pretty, if we were drafting players, if we were draft, probably would yeah. have made it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that probably would happen anyway. So X Wing draft uh, for Coruscant Invitational so far going well for the U.S. Let's back up a little bit because um, we're going to talk about this a lot more in the second <coughs> half. But it turns out I don't actually know anything about X Wing. Um, what's the Coruscant Invitational? <laughs> so the Coruscant Invitational, the winner of every system open. Okay. Um, gets uh, goes to at Worlds. They have a, a little tournament between just the winners of all the system opens. Okay. Um, at Worlds. Yeah, at Worlds. The day before Worlds actually starts. Is it during? Is it the same time as the? It was um, during the last year's qualifier. Chance. Yeah. So obviously, yes, they don't. Because obviously, the they qualifier. all have Worlds invites because they won a system open. So. Okay. Um. So, anyways, yeah, they last year it, they've changed the format on this a number of times. Okay. But last year, uh, what they did was they um they did. Uh, a team tournament uh i think it was uh, basically it ended up being team oceana versus team europe so it was the u.s canada and australia system open winners okay. versus the european system open winners okay gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. more appropriately called team colonies versus team colonizers yeah team oh, yes yeah. yeah there you I go see that on t-shirt yes I'm, i somebody may have had one i don't know but, i wouldn't um, be surprised wouldn't be surprised yeah so i think i, I don't know um, did, have they announced that they're going to stick with that format? 
I, th- I think uh, they are. Not that I know of. I don't know. Yeah. So hopefully they, I, I mean, I thought it was pretty fun. I, I, I you know, kind of did some drive-bys and watched some of those games as they were going on. Um, it looked like a really, uh, really cool event. I think uh, the Europe won by like literally on like the last roll of a game or something like that. Like it was a really close event between the two teams. So um i think but it was a pretty won. cool way to do it what's that but europe won. europe won, yeah mm. 30 colonizers won. yeah i was gonna say that's not how it went back in 1776 <laughs> 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 i guess we spot on this one yeah <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens uh next time but um Can't you know i kind of hope they kind of be like what too soon <laughs> yeah too soon too soon uh i kind of hope they continue the that tradition i think it's i think it's a pretty good way to do it actually um especially considering that most of the coruscant opens were um, very, it's some really weird formats for the course on opens over the years. That was the one that in years past didn't they have like eight people at celebration or something. Yeah, they, they, there was one. Yeah, the first couple they, they roped off the X wing nerds from the regular <laughs> yeah. nerds and like made them like yeah fight. yeah they flew like eight people out to celebration and had them and, and then they had but they had and they had everybody vote on like one what thing terrible they had, ships they yeah. take or something. <laughs> yeah, it was like one thing they had to take. <clears throat> um, and then there was. One year where uh, they actually, I think they gave out a bunch more invites than normal. Um, it was like the it was like the first 2.01 before, but before they had World, so it was like right after 2.0 was released. Okay. And they, and they so they still did the course on Invitational, but it was a really weird format, and they invited a lot more people, and it was like a top 64 or something. Huh. And they had like, and they had like certain cards that were, they did the kind of voting thing again, except there were certain cards. I can't remember if it was voting or if they just picked the cards. But there were certain things that were like free and you had to have in your in your list. So I, I think they were voted on for that. I too. think they were voted on too. Yeah. So like Leia Crew was free, but you had to have it in your list. I mean, yeah. I, I seem to remember at the time everybody did anyway. Well, this was well, this was, was before the first. When she point was actually drop. like eight points. Ah. So nobody used her after after it, and then when she dro- then when she dropped down to two or whatever, then she. I think she's still good at eight, but yeah. Oh well, yeah, and now she's at what six or seven? Uh, seven, I think. I think so. I think she went up to seven. Dom, she had six or seven. Oh gosh. I don't ask me these things. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I should know. Answer, see? I should know. I, uh, I, like I said, I discovered all the things I didn't know the other day. And then I listened to it again and discovered all the things I still didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Leia's uh, at seven now. Yeah, seven? she's a seven. I think she's still legit at seven. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I think it was a one point increase. I think she was at yeah. six. She was at six, so. and she went up one more point. In the I last think she's worth more than two. I'll, I'll oh, go ahead and sure say more I think that two. was a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, for sure more than two. Two was definitely on the low side. Yeah. So, and I've heard some people making fun of, you know, it's just a general thing. Like, I've heard some people making fun of FFG bouncing around with the points, you know, above and below. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, I think it's a good, it's working out. Like, that's, that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're going to overcorrect. You're going to come back. You're going to, they're finding the happy medium. Well, that's assuming that there is a right answer and that, I don't know that there well, is. Well, I think it's a moving target. The right answer changes depending on the wave and what's what new I'd, stuff has come out. And I'd argue there's probably not a right answer. I think if yeah. you if you grossly change the cost of something, you just essentially shift the meta. Yeah, and that can be healthy. I mean, mm-hmm. the repercussions are what makes the game interesting. So yeah. I know we're we're going to talk about these tournaments, but on that note, uh, <laughs> one sorry, on that note. We'll uh, one thing I think was really good, that's what actually one of the things I really, really liked about this latest points change. Um, you know, in addition to all the individual changes, which I thought really good, one thing they seem to do is, you know, for a really long time, they basically had these uh, costs of certain ships and certain things that they seem to be taking as standard and then adjusting everything else to those things. So, like, you have the point, the cost of a, of a scrub TIE fighter and the cost of a scrub X-wing, right? Yeah. Um, and I was really happy to see them 
decide to break that uh, that pattern and, and say, no, this is this really isn't we, we don't need to create this artificial standard and hold ourselves to it. Yeah, uh, we can we can change that. So. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that standard was kind of always, uh, you know, because it was it was it was part of the reason they added the whole two ship, eight ship rule. Exactly. You know, because yep. and that was added in 2.0, like later in 2.0. It wasn't even originally a 2.0 thing. They just yep. they added it later and it, they added it because of separatists coming out. But I think that was kind of the one that the realization point that was that these ships don't need to be like the lowest costed thing means you can fit exactly eight of them in a squad necessarily. Yeah, so, I think that was a great idea. Yeah, because yep. it, it opens up the design space like, you know, you can have these very cheap ships that can have some different upgrades along with them. And you've seen the like the regular TIE fighters come down and the. And the TIFOs and stuff like that too. So well, I mean, almost every every competitive game breaks when you get into the extremes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they don't bre- they don't break in normal balanced lists that are just better. Like lists in any given game that are broken are broken because they take something to a just gross extreme. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you know, min maxing at its finest. Yeah. So, so all these right. tournaments. Okay, so we tournaments. Had, so we had two tournaments, big ones. Yep. Uh, we had one in the UK. One, one in, UK, in Texas. One in Texas. Steve, do you know which is larger, the UK or Texas? Oh, Texas land-wise has got to be larger than the UK. Population-wise, go. Population is probably going to be the, the UK. You are actually absolutely right. Yeah. 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 Pretty sizable. Well, that's why that's, that's why they have such large system open there every year is because of such high population density. Mm. It's very easy to get there. From most of the European Union. <laughs> yeah. Which it's no longer part of. Oh yeah, yeah. I, know, that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it does seem Oopsie. like it's a lot of a lot of uh, UK guys. I mean, I'm sure there are tons of people from outside of the UK. Oh no, yeah, there are. Well, I mean, the guy that won, uh, Timo Rob, is from Germany. Um, oh yeah, that's true. Is Timo yep. Rob? Yeah. Is he in Star Wars? <laughs> no, he should be. I mean, that's, <laughs> a, that's a Star Wars name if ever I heard one. Yeah, though. it's a great Star Wars name. I'm pretty sure he was in like the Max Rebo band. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. And then I think the actually the the runner up in at the UK was also not from England. He was uh, Jose Hungaro, I believe is how it's pronounced. I may be completely wrong, but well, there you um, go. I stand corrected. Lots yeah. of non UK players. Yes. So, uh, anyways, um, to Texas, Duncan Howard. Okay. He won. Uh, so he won the, the the system open in Texas, running a separatist swarm, eight ships. Um, it's kind of a mixture of uh, basically trade fed drones, techno union bombers, and different upgrades. So it's uh, two of the techno union bombers with plasma torps and landing struts. Um, one, two, three of the trade fed drones with discord missiles and grappling struts, one trade fed drone with grappling struts and two trade fed drones with nothing. So does he have trade federation drones at three different pilot skills? No, no. They're all the same pilot skills. Oh, okay. That's total cost. Yeah. 200 okay, points. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, uh, this is kind of like the new, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, like we, I think you were going to say, I mean, it goes with that. To a certain extent, without saying, you know, this is the new hyperspace. You don't have Belbel apps. You yeah. can't take a relay on a Belbel app. So you have one of two options to either take a, uh, you know, a Sith infiltrator with a relay, uh, like, um, oh, what's the, uh, the the cheapest one? Uh, the O66. O66. O66, thank yeah. you. Uh, or you just go eight, straight up eight without a relay. 
Now, can you put? I thought there was a. Are you not able to put a relay on one of the hyena bombers? Um, I feel like there's one that I can. I feel like there's one. They, that they all have, have one. different. Uh, the hyena bombers are so weird because they have they have different slots. <clears throat> um, yeah, the the regular Techno Union bombers cannot take one. But let's see. Oh, uh, DBS 32C can take a relay, but he's okay, 40 so points. So his ability is, can you go to his ability real quick there, yeah. Steve-O? Yep. At the start of the engagement phase, you may spend one calculate token to perform a coordinate action. You cannot coordinate ships that don't have network calculation or ship ability. Uh-huh. I mean, he seems like a reasonable thing you could put a relay on. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean. I don't hate it. No, it's not bad. It's just whether or not you want to spend the points on it. Because it's he's 40, and then you're going to spend um, at least eight on a relay. Yeah. Or not. Well, I guess you could. There's a couple of five point ones, but you're probably going to get you're probably taking Kraken or uh, TA 175, which is eight and ten points. Respectively. Yeah, I would think so. I, I wonder if it's just the survivability factor. I mean, it has two defend dice, and only five hull. Yeah. I mean, they they don't live easily like the Belba Labs um, Seer, you know, loaded out with Solus one and impervium plating. And it, that's hard to kill. Yeah. So they, they can last a while. Um and there, and also that impervium plating um, kind of makes it like you don't even want to like bother. The, yeah, it's like they're just tossing crits out. It's like oh, cool. <laughs> well, another thing that you like about having the the Belba Lab or whatever, when that becomes the thing that they have to shoot at, then you have an entire swarm that's not getting pilot skill killed and picked off. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So uh, so this is this is kind of like a current, um, just kind of a current eight ship. Uh, separatist list you're gonna see a lot of different variations on this kind of theme i think throughout the hyperspace season with just because of the way separatists are right now so you'll you'll kind of see the i think you'll you'll see a lot of these mixtures of vultures and and um, hyena droid bombers and maybe different upgrades maybe different mixes of amounts of discord missiles and you know whether or not they run plasma torps or some other Mm -hmm. kind of munition so you'll see kind of different variations on this theme, I think, throughout the season. Um, but this is, or or maybe like the Order sixty six version, with uh, I think with Order sixty six, you, uh, you end up with the Sith Infiltrator. You end up with like six droids with him, I think. Are you referring to the Sith Infiltrator's Order sixty six? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I didn't know if there was a card that did that. No, no, no. That's just what I call him. Recurring theme of the day. I actually don't know what a lot of cards do. So while we're here, what does Discord missile do? Help a brother. Oh, goodness. Oh, God. All right. So, <laughs> okay. okay. Should I, I should lean back? You know what's funny? You, know, you know what's funny? One, one of my, uh, one of our, uh, one of my friends, Justin, uh, who, you know, you know, Justin, right? He, he yeah, played, yeah. So sure. he plays at the, at, in the local um, league and, or not really league, but, you know, he plays with the local group. He texted me on Facebook the other day to ask about uh, how Discord missiles work. And I was like, oh, shit. So like I had to end up like I typed it up and it was like it was a it was a good lengthy like multi paragraph explanation. <laughs> All right, well I mean let's do let's um, do the the PSA here. Okay? Yeah, the so PSA here. So so Discord missiles. First of all, um, they're triple. Uh, they're triple dotted, so you can have up to three of them in your list. That's some of the reason why I even wanted to bring this up. I, I was trying to figure out why I didn't put them on all of them. The answer is because you can't. Because you can't, yeah. Um, they cost four points. You get one charge on each. So you, so only a, you get one period, and it can't be reloaded. What um, um what uh, slot is this going? This is a missile. It's a missile, okay. Yeah. So at the start of the engagement phase, you may spend one calculate token and, and one charge to launch one buzz droid swarm using the three banks or three straight template. 
Okay, so um, the launch goes out the front, right? Yeah, so that that the Buzzdroid Swarm token is like the size of a base, about the size of a, a small base. Okay, it's not huge, but it's you know decent it's size. Not too much. Yeah, so you can only launch it using those templates. It has no way of moving on its own. So the way it works is that soon as that um, soon as the 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 token overlaps um, uh, an enemy ship, basically has to be an enemy. Yeah, because the um, the friendly ships um, ignore it. Okay, so you fly through your own buzz. Yeah, you can fly through gotcha. your own buzz droids. Um, so once you that, you probably set some decent traps too by launching it and then just staying right in front of it. So like something yeah. bumps into you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah. So that a lot of like a lot of times you run these guys in like the second layer. Okay. So you have one layer up front of guys, and then that the these guys in the second layer. So that when you get that range one engagement, you get that scrum. You can just you could put it right out in front of your first row and right onto the people who are in the, right in front of them. You know. Okay, so something has to land on it. What well, if they fly through it? They pick it up. They do pick it up. Yeah. Okay. So any any time it's the base or the template. Uh yes. Okay. So it's 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 like flying through any other device or bomb or whatever base or any like other mine. In you that mean regard. Payloads. <laughs> Payload. No, payload is the slot. I know. I learned. I learned that. Yeah. Uh, Listening to my adventures. Yeah. <laughs> so once it once it um, overlaps somebody, it has to go in either the front or the rear guides. You get to choose as the player who launched it. Okay. And um, it, generally speaking, you want to put it in the front front guide so, have to fly so that it they again. have to fly over it again later. Okay. <clears throat> so as but long it as uh, isn't there something like it can't overlap an obstacle? So like if it doesn't fit, it has to. Go it can't in the back over. Or yeah, it can't overlap like an obstacle or like another. Um, or another enemy ship. Okay. So it has to be clearly on the front or back of that ship without overlapping anything other than maybe another one of your friendly ships. Okay, it's complicated, but I'm following. Yeah. So once it's there, um, at the uh, at the end, or so it has basically it becomes its own little object on the board with its own initiative value. It has a zero initiative. Okay. It's got three evade dice and it has one hull. So you can shoot at it. So you can shoot the thing off of one of your friends. So one of your it, friends, but you can't yeah. shoot it yourself because, because it's, range it's range zero, zero of you. Yeah. What about the? Is there a A wing <coughs> that does that? Fires at range zero or something? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Arvel yeah. can Arvel can shoot it off, and so can the uh, decimator. The decimator Oikun. Oikun. There's yeah. um. There's one other thing. Oh, if you have Zeb on you. Uh, Zeb, I guess. Can the Zeb crew shoot possibly? off? Possibly. I'd have to look well, at the exact wording on that. We're doing a deep dive this week. Oh, all sorts you of do this. I'll look that up. Okay, you look that up. So, okay. anyways, the um, Mr. Producer. So basically, at uh, at its initiative, so at initiative zero, if it's still okay. there and hasn't for whatever reason gotten blown up or anything else, it does uh, one crit damage to the ship that it's to whoever it's ranged. No zero. rolling or anything, it just does one. Yeah, just one crit. One crit damage, one face up guard. One crit. Okay. Yep. So they have shields that still has to go through. Yes. Shields. Yeah. So That's interesting. Yeah. So anyways, it's so basically like, like it adds an extra target they have to shoot at <laughs> in a swarm list. If it, yeah, if you're gonna bother with it, a lot most most of the time people just end up taking the crit on it. Like it's very rare, very rare situation where you have the available shots to yeah to shoot at it. So um, now the other thing that kind of can kind of deal with it is uh, Vader and passive sensors. The Zeb crew will let you shoot at it. Primary, you can perform primary attacks at range zero. Okay, yeah. Huh. So, um, but yeah, Vader crew will let will uh, or Vader in the uh tie advance with passive sensors will let will can deal with it because if you take that passive sensor token um this happens at the beginning of the engagement phase so that's when it would latch on to you okay and then his uh, uh, passive sensors happens when vader engages so that's after 
Okay, so it latches on, and then he just does a barrel roll. Yeah, and off. he barrel rolls right off of it. And you can barrel roll off it, but you can't really boost through it because you have to do the template. Yes. So yeah, you can't. But boost does it count it. as a maneuver? Boosting is not a maneuver, right? Uh, it's a move. Okay, oh, it's when you yeah. move through it. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, if you boost oh. through it, you will keep it. The yeah. um, basically, it's. I think people have been <laughs> underrating discord missiles for most of their existence. Yeah. Seems seems like. Um, I think you know having having three of them, it lets you fight certain lists particularly effectively. You know things that 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 don't have a lot of shields, uh, things that aren't going to be able to bear roll off of them ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know even something big, if you get it on at the beginning of the game, you know, it's just that's one damage every turn, right? So yeah, yeah, like the Falcons feels like it's gonna hate these. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I mean, a lot of ships don't really like them. Um, the they're 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 pretty nasty and like once they get stuck on you especially if you don't have a barrel roll if you're ship that, that cannot barrel roll there's not a lot you can do about them other other than just deal with them or 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 have one of your other ships shoot them off i mean yeah <coughs> that seems challenging I well mean, i'm thinking could, about thinking about what some of the something. other lists that were really good you know if you're looking at boba fenn you know two ship list you can't spare a shot to shoot a boat right off yeah um and you know boba fenn can't barrel roll yeah Fen can't I mean, spare Fen, the Fen, right? Fen can't spare it, right? Fen, Fen can barrel, but if he takes it that turn, right? Um, because they shoot at the start of engagement, um, and in you know if he gets to zero, he's going to take a crit, and he does not want to yeah. take a crit. Well, that, and that's what happened to um, that's what happened to uh, I think uh, Bobby. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but the guy that lost to Duncan, and then, I just think it's just Oi. It might just be Bobby Oi, yeah. I think that's what they were saying on the stream. Okay. So um, that's actually what happened to his Fen in that final. You know, he got hit with the he got hit with this Discord missile with a Buzz Droid, and you know took a crit right in the beginning of the game, and he just chewed him up. Yeah. <coughs> huh. So, so yeah, it's it's a nasty little upgrade, and you're um, it's I think it's it's really good in on these swarms, and because the other thing too is that <clears throat> it gets mixed in into the swarm, and as the opposing player, it's hard to keep track of which one has it. So, because only three of them at most are going to have it. Yeah, I've, so, I've often found that playing against, you know, asymmetrical lists of multiple in the same ship. Yeah. Like, that's, I've struggled with that many times. And, so it's really and easy with this forget. particular list, you know, you've got six uh, droid fighter vultures, right? And some of them don't have struts. Some of them have struts but don't have discord missiles. And yeah. some of them have both. So, yeah. good luck. Yeah, <laughs> that's an advantage, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's an advantage to the person who knows their list. Yeah. So it's it's a lot harder to sit down at a table and look at this list and and be able to identify all the moving parts as the game goes on, you know. Hmm. Um that is challenging. Yeah, so it's throwing a lot at you and um but you know, and it's just a lot of dice in general, you know, eight ships with arcs everywhere is just a lot of a lot of dice getting thrown around. I was actually a little surprised when I saw this list that it fit. I mean, I the yeah. you know between the three discord missiles the fact that you have two bombers with plasma swarps and you didn't have to drop too too much you know you yeah. only have what two vultures without struts like yeah. that's not crazy i mean that's i was i was honestly <laughs> a little bit surprised i i think what we'll see you know duncan's a great player he's also a good list builder oh, yeah. um and i think it kind of remains to be seen how much of this is the list and how much of it is his you know uh skill as a player oh, for sure yeah, yeah. I think, and I think a lot of it comes comes a lot of it is his skill. I mean, right. he's, he's and we've seen him do this before. Obviously, he he won like multiple hyperspace trials with different lists. Like he was 
you know, he won like the four of them with different factions. So <laughs> I do feel like from a competitive standpoint, though, any sort of swarm list gives you a little better margin for error. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you're you're able to the ceiling's higher, too. You know, what I mean, the ceiling is high and the floor is high. I was warm. Um, I think the floor is a lot higher. Um, I think this I don't know about the ceiling as much, but the floor is definitely much I mean, higher. I think the ceiling is but by by effectively using blocks and, and moving that many moving parts at once. I think mm-hmm. the ceiling's pretty yeah, high. Yeah, it can be. That would be my opinion of it. But yeah, but I, I just think it's funny because like you, you go in here and you look at this. And I know this has been the, the trade fed drones have been 19 points for a while, but I don't think I've ever thought about it this way. Eight, eight trade federation drones by themselves. This just kind of goes to our earlier point leaves 48 points left over for upgrades <laughs> nice. or, or to change yep. ships out. And stuff. Like you have a lot of points left over with eight of these guys. It's crazy. I mean, this, I don't think droid, droid bombers aren't going anywhere or the droid, no. the droid fires, wherever the hell they are. No, They're not no. going anywhere. That has no. a, a list to know about. You yeah. know what I miss though? I miss predator. And yes, I know yeah. there is a predator now, but I miss like, yeah. the re-rolling two <coughs> dice against numpty ships. Oh yeah, yeah. I miss some of the counterplay stuff like that. Yeah, I miss that. I miss rebel captive. You know what I mean? I miss like being able to counter things I don't like. Yeah. So one so we'll one thing I think bears a little bit of uh, you know to to our point about what's the place of CIS in the in the meta going forward. How does this list compare? Uh, I think it's you know notable that none of the other top eight lists neither. Texas or the UK or CIS one. Yeah, so, yeah. It was know, the take only that for what you will. It was the only separatist to make the top eight, and I think I saw some statistics, some like pie charts from the two events. And uh, separatist, I believe, was the bottom faction representation for at both events. Um, so that it's obviously you know what they did, to, you know, taking in snare um, and nerfing tractors, taking in snare out of hyperspace. Um, and uh and kind of and taking the bell blab out you know there was enough nerfs to the hyperspace version of of cis that it obviously really affected its overall turnout i really sort of feel like you're not going (coughs) to get a a meaningful set of data from any any given tournaments anymore just in 2.0 because seven factions is always going to be seven factions yeah i mean i think with seven factions you're never going to get a just because something is over underrepresented, I feel like an X-Wing going forward isn't going to be super representative of what the best thing is out there. Yeah. I think you'll get better information from the top tables, the cuts, and oh, what, yeah. The, yeah. what the consistent winners are playing mm-hmm. than total representation. Yeah. Now, there, there were there were some certain pieces of information you could kind of get out of these, though. Like, for a long time, Imperial was the number one played faction at almost every tournament. Like, in any kind of larger tournament. Right. Um you know, it was at Worlds, it was at, you know, just so many different events, all the system opens, whatever else that happened. And um, uh, Imperials in hyperspace at both of these system opens was way down um, because their options in hyperspace, I think, are also pretty limited. Um, I don't think they're maybe quite as bad off as Separatists, um, as f- but but they've, they're pretty limited in, hi- in hyperspace. You know, they took away a lot of things. I think you can look I take- at Dumb, I take your guest. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I take your point, Joe. Though that, like, you know, you have this whole, well, what is the meta, right? And you know, you know, expectation shapes the meta because good players play what they think will be good, and so they do well, and you know, all that sort of stuff, which I think is kind of what you're getting at. And I, I agree that you, when you have seven factions, that effect is amplified, right? Yeah. That yeah, that think- effect is is going to be to some degree amplified. 
Seven is a large number. It does not evenly divide into rock, paper, scissors, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. And I mean, back in the, the, the three faction days of 1.0, <coughs> you know, there was a rock, paper, scissors that sort of shaped who was going to do well and who wasn't. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's present right now. I no, think X Wing is also a game of people playing what they like as opposed to what, you know. Mm-hmm. There's at least 50% of the X Wing players are just going to play the faction they enjoy and try to make it work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's definitely a large crowd that will do that. But also to but Steve's even- point. <laughs> Also, to Steve's point on the, uh, the, I mean, we'll probably do an entire episode on who lost what in hyperspace, but I think I'm of the opinion that the Imperial play style was the most glass cannon, not the most glass cannon, I'm trying to think of a, it was the most narrow faction. It mostly, you know, Imperial didn't really have anything other than aces. Triple aces was, uh, or triple aces or two aces and a support was, was a yeah, pretty much their archetypes that were viable before you know before hyperspace changed. Mm-hmm. So realistically, <coughs> if you take away their number one weapon, I don't think their number two is all that functional. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas like Scum had a bunch of bullshit, and when you take away some of the bullshit from everybody else, all of a sudden that random bullshit seems kind of okay. Well, and they also they also condensed like hyperspace for Scum. The options were they basically took some of the best options and condensed them into it. So they they took some of the stuff that was already the stuff that was getting played out of scum anyways to some degree and yeah. like put it in there like Boba and Fen and and Star Vipers. I just think I think Imperial was I think Imperial and CIS had the most obvious dominant strategy and when FFG clearly went into hyperspace thing and they needed to at least somewhat nerf each faction's most dominant strategy. Yeah, those ones were gonna feel it the most. Yeah, I'm but sorry, Star CIS Vi- winning it. Is I'm weird. sorry, Star Vipers are not in hyperspace, but um. But to your point, Fangs went down, and they were already being played. Yeah, yeah, they were already being played, and they brought and they brought the prices down. I mean, I I am loving Zealous Recruits at forty one right now. By the way, oh yeah, <laughs> they're so good. Yeah, yeah sure. So, anyways, um, other lists out of out of Texas here. Uh, the runner up here, Bobby Oy, was playing uh, Boba Fett with Fearless Maul, Cluster Mines, Contraband Cybernetics, Hull Upgrade, and Slave One, and Fenral with Fearless. So. This is a pretty common, you know, Boba Fen archetype list um, that, honestly, we're going to be seeing a lot of going forward. I like that Fen Rao is naked except for his fearlessness. Yeah. Well, I mean, He's that's naked really... naked and fearless. Yeah. That's pretty much all you can do with Fen, really. Like, yeah. it's it's kind of... Like, it, the, he really doesn't have a lot of... Uh, I mean, what, all ginger, he has is talent and missile. Florida, man. So... Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a little little um, talent and torpedo is all he's got. So <laughs> they don't even have a mod slot. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so he did very well with that. Um, and there's, I, you know, I think scum scum was actually was the the most represented faction in both of these events. In both of them. Yeah, um, which I think, I uh, you know goes to goes to show how, how well they did with um, what they which pieces scum pieces they put into hyperspace and i think making a huge difference um is adding the cannon slot to the jump masters because they put the jump masters in hyperspace and it's easy to sit there and think oh well those things suck but now they added those cannon slots to them and and nomlum um and now they're getting now all of a sudden they're getting a lot of play or at least nomlum is but That's i think you're going to see some other I've written off nomnom i think i said it out loud and people recorded it. well he's just cheap as hell is he? Yeah, he's super cheap, and when you can also I think, actually, you know, what? I think we did discuss that part of it too, because I was like, I want a discount for this yeah. non-ability. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah, because when we were talking about it the first time, there was no points out yet. So we were just kind of like looking no at point it. to a lot of things we say, yeah. Steve. <laughs> hey. Hey. But at 38 how many points, points. How many points more is he than a contracted scout? Uh, he is cheaper. He is three points cheaper. Oh, and you can't take a contracted scout in hyperspace, right? Am um, I mistaking something else? I know they did that with a couple of ships. I, I can't remember yeah. if they did that with that one. Uh, no, you can take the contracted scout. He's just three points cheaper. That's nuts. Yeah. So he's so you, I mean he's a one. So but it goes with his ability. So you know after you become the defender, if the attacker is not in your mobile arc, you must rotate your mobile arc indicator to the standard arc the attacker is in. So as a one, and you're shooting last generally. I mean you're gonna have you're gonna be pointed at something if somebody shot at you, and then you also go ahead and throw on an ion cannon or an auto blaster turret, and you've or an auto blaster cannon. And you've got a front arc. So you got two usable arcs going on there, and one of them's moving around to whatever shot at you. So, uh, you know, it, he's just got a shot all the time for, for not a lot of points. And, it's, and he's also he's still nine health and two agility, um, which is not particularly easy to take down. So I don't hate it. Um, he's also really, really good with Dengar crew. Dengar crew, yeah. yeah. So, uh, which is... Or Dengar gunner. Uh, Dengar Gunner, yeah, sorry. Um, which is available in hyperspace as well. So, is Boss no longer available in hyperspace? Or? Um, boss Crew. Boss Crew. Yeah, or Gunner, I guess. Oh. Uh, nope. Mm, okay, so no choice there. Gotcha. Yeah, you don't have a lot of Gunner options. You got BT One and Dengar and Agile Gunner, um, and Veteran Tail Gunner technically, but. Okay. So so yeah so anyways. Uh, it, you know, scum is a definitely. I think it's it's going to be. I think it's going to be probably the most popular faction out of hyperspace going forward. I don't. I don't see anything that's going to slow that down for a while. So it's got it's got some of the best options, and it also has multiple options. Yeah, you know, there are, there are at least a couple of different archetypes and a couple of different five yeah. capacities that you can run out of scum. Yeah. Well, I've already seen like five different ways to play to to play Boba. You know, yeah. it's like Boba and Fen, Boba and Kashka, Boba and uh, two Skull Squadrons. Um, you know, there's a bunch of different ways to to kind of one either or, or it was like Boba, Fen and Namlum together um, was a list. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of different variations around Boba already. <laughs> well, I mean, and we makes... saw a lot of we saw a lot of Sikh, we saw Sikh swarms, too. And we saw, yeah. uh, you know, there was a, a list that did well that was uh, I don't remember what event it was that was. Um, I think it was three cartel marauders, Genesis Red with torps, proton torps, and uh, two zealous recruits. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could see that. Um, I actually really like Genesis Red with proton uh, torps. Maybe some Genesis Red, Steve. Genesis Red is after you acquire a lock, you must remove all of your focus and evade tokens, then gain the same number of focus and evade tokens that the locked ship has. And you do that <coughs> at four initiative. At a four initiative, yeah. So essentially. <laughs> So anything that's moving at one, two, and three, he can get a target lock on them, and if they have a focus, gank it. Yeah. Same thing with an evade. There's not a lot of ships out there that are going to have both at that at that. No, but skill, right? basically the idea here is that you're going to get a focus lock with a proton torp on something. Okay. I mean, that's kind of just the idea. Not very <coughs> useful against CIS Swarm, as it turns out. Not great against CIS Swarm, yeah. Yeah, the word calculate does not. The, yeah, the word, the, unfortunately, they didn't just use the word green tokens in here. But, Although hopefully <laughs> even a single modded torp, maybe you have a chance to. to uh, yeah, yeah. Even, even just the target lock torp is not 
not bad. It's still four dice. You get rerolls. So um, it's still not not a, not a bad thing to have. Proton Torps are fantastic if you can find a way to fit them into a squad. So, and I mean, Genesis Red with Proton Torps is what, uh, 44 points? That so that's, you know, one of the cheapest things that's probably worthwhile for a Proton Torp to be on. So, um, all right. Also in the in the tournament here let's see what else was going on um also in the top four we had uh blake dylan um and he was running uh five x-wings five blue squadron escorts five straight x-wings yep 200 points on the dot um and we actually saw two five x-wing lists um uh, one in texas and one in the uk so uh, so it's a thing it's a viable thing it's definitely a viable thing i i'm actually a little surprised by this uh, I'm surprised by the fact that that two. I mean, I didn't think it was horrible, but I'm a little surprised that that two of them did so well. Yeah. Um, I think there are, you know, I I could be totally wrong. It seems to me like there are better brawly lists. Um, I know I've talked to to you, Stephen, about you know, um, like in Resistance, you can run three T70s, uh, two and two A wings, scrub yeah. A wings, both with heroic and and optics, mm-hmm. and that seems comparable to me, if not better, in yeah. some circumstances. Um, so, no, I think it's it's really interesting that these listed as well as they did. Yeah. I mean, five, <laughs> five three-die guns on the board is a lot, you know. I think that's really just what it kind of boils down to is just that it's a lot of dice. <clears throat> is this a, um, this is a product of the points change? Were they always 40? Yeah. No, this, these just came down. They just came down? Okay. Mm, yeah. So the Blue Squadrons are down to 40, and then they also brought the Cavern Angel Zealots down to uh, 39. So right. technically, you can run those and have enough points to put like some sort of upgrade on one of them. Although Cavern Angel Zealots are not in hyperspace. They're not in hyperspace. So in no. hyperspace, you can you can run the five Blues. Yeah. But that's but then that's that's it. No upgrades other yeah. than uh, as Yeah. So, it seems like a legitimate list. I mean, it's a lot of firepower, and it's a lot of... It's a significant amount of health to get through. Yeah. With, with, you know, not the world's best defense dice, but not bad either. Yeah, it's two defense dice, you know, six health, and uh, you can technically boost and barrel roll. You got the server motor S-foils. Um, you can boost or barrel roll. You can't do both. but um, And you've got three attack dice, which just so 15, 15 attack dice across five ships is pretty good. Yeah, seems legitimate. Yep. Um, all right. Also in the in the top four here was uh, Stephen Consoli, um, and he was running a uh, Boba. I don't have the exact squad for him, but he was running um, a Boba with two Skull Squadrons. Okay. Um, so two of the four Skill Fangs, which are really good, I think, right now. Um, they, they're basically ace. They're, they're almost aces. You know, they're they're being fours. In the hyperspace format, four seems a lot better than yeah. it is in infinite. Oh yeah, four is sure. really good amongst the generic the generic ships and that are out there um they're super brawly you know you just throw them in their range one of stuff and they get their free evade and you know and then they punch you in the face so the free evades part of the chassis yeah yeah that's the concordia face the concordia face off yeah so when you're um when you're in the front when you're being shot at from somebody's front arc uh at, at range one you get uh to turn one focus or blank to an evade Notably, t- totally does not have to be a face-off because you do not have to be facing them. 
Yeah, you, <laughs> you do not have to be facing them like fear. It's not yeah. like it's not like fearless where you actually have to both be facing each other. <clears throat> so, and what does fearless do exactly? Fearless turns um, a blank or a focus into a hit when, when you're, you're shooting at range man. one and you're face and you're facing front arc to front arc. Okay. So, um, and that's like I said, a pretty common upgrade on on. Uh, uh, Fen. Fen obviously it makes a lot of sense on him. It it, fit, it works perfectly with his ability with the Concordia face off. It's you know yeah then he has all the things. Yeah, so if he's if he's if you're facing Fen at range one, it's a bad place to be. <laughs> it's interesting because I, I I played the I played obviously them a lot in 1.0. It's so weird because they used to really like being at range three also. Yeah, they did. They now like, they don't have auto thrusters. Yeah. It's like, man, that is a huge paradigm shift. Yeah. Range, it used to be great to have four dice and be able to change one. Yeah, right. Range three is still not a bad place for them. But yeah, range one is like their, that's their bread and butter. It used to be like, you'd be so pissed off if you were ever on the like cusp of range two somehow. You're like, mm-hmm. no. no. <laughs> range three was range huge. Range control used to be real important. Yeah. Um, all right. Into the top eight, we had uh, Chris Merrick. Um, he was running one, two, three, four Jedi Knights with calibrated laser targeting and broadside with an ion cannon turret and a hull upgrade right at 200. That seems hello annoying. Um, yeah. What's broadside do? Uh, broadside. Uh, I think he's the one that adds, um, a focus when he's shooting at the side arcs or something like that. Let me look. Still though, just that is a lot of broadside is why you perform a mobile arc attack. If your mobile arc indicator is in your left or right arc, you may change one blank result to a focus result. That seems stupid and terrible. Um, no, it's pretty good. It's it's really quite good. I mean, with with a turret, you know, particularly with ion cannon turret, which is which is obviously pretty useful here for control and just consistent damage. Yeah, you know, you're going to be circling the pot anyways with your Y wing. So you just keep it in that side arc, and you know you basically get uh, a free extra hit because you know you're going to mm-hmm. spend if you're going to spend focus on offense anyways, which yeah. as a Y wing with only one agility, not crazy. Yeah, you know you just have a very reliable ion cannon turret. Yeah, I don't respect subtlety a lot. <laughs> um, and and we've seen other lists. So I think this is interesting, right? Because obviously Republic doesn't have seven B anymore. Um, and so I think there's kind of a couple ways to go. We saw, you know, we see some interesting stuff in the UK, which we'll get to. Um, but, uh, you know, you could go, uh, more of an, you know, kid, Annie, you know, Rick kind of route, um, or, uh, you know, with, with some of the more named pilots, or we've actually seen a couple, there's a couple of these different lists being run with four CLT, uh, scrub Jedi and some sort of fifth piece. Yeah. Um, which I think is is interesting. I do think, you know, if you're in a swarm-heavy meta, which it seems like we have at least a fairly, you know, yeah. generic and swarm-heavy meta, you know, CLT Jedi, uh, you know, you can line up those bullseyes, you can get those extra, you know, focuses on attack, um, you can reposition, uh, you know, they're initiative three, but if, if everything you're fighting is initiative one and initiative two, they're aces, right? Yeah. So, well, they're, it's kind of like having, uh, they're kind of like the hyperspace version of the Inquisitors, you know? So since since you can't have the Inquisitors, that's kind of like the next best thing in hyper, if, if that's the kind of style you want to play, like generics with um, with, a, with a force. So, um, and, the, and, you know, having the fine-tuned controls in there just to give you some added mobility is, is pretty awesome too. 
but yeah, so four of these guys in broadside, um, yeah, that's a lot to, that's a lot to chew through. You know, they're all sitting behind three dice. They get the calibrated laser targeting so they can, they can get three and four die attacks. Um, and, uh, on things, they generally probably want to have a, have a focus, um, to do well, that. And, with, and, and if they do have the bullseye lined up, it's better than a standard three or four die attack, right? Because it's a guaranteed focus. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if, if you've got your focus or you've got or, or if they have their force left and they hadn't used that yet, then they, they have kind of that guaranteed extra hit there. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's a very solid list, just a lot to, lot to chew through, a lot to, and it's kind of just flying around picking, picking at things. Um, broadside, you know, the new the, the Republic Y-wing is interesting with its um, ability to on the, the ship ability for the crits. Uh, it definitely helps with the survivability. So it's got the plated hull. Um, while you defend, if you're not critically damaged, you can change one crit to a hit result. So it just you know makes them a little bit tougher than the regular regular Y wings. You know, one thing that I'm not sure about this list. Um, you know, I, I do think it's good against swarms and lower initiative generics and stuff like that. I wonder what the matchup is like. You know, and I maybe there was one on stream. I didn't know. I didn't check it out if there was. Uh, between something like this and the Boba Fenn type of, you know, two ship or, yeah. or three ship scum list that we're talking, we've been looking at. Yeah. Well, I mean, the calibrated laser cannon is going to do work against any sort of medium base ship. It's hard to not get that that uh, bullseye lined up with those. Yeah. I feel like they're mobile enough to block a FET. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's a lot harder. It's a lot, it's really hard to block him with Slave One now. So yeah. you kind of have to block well, both, but you have to block two different directions. Yeah, but he's always uh, moving after them. He has boost and he has slave one. So getting, I think getting it, yeah, you might luck out and kind of throw your net wide and get one bullseye lined up. But the, you know, I, you definitely can't count on multiple, you know, regular uh, CLT shot, you know, bullseye CLT shots coming through. I don't think. Yeah, you, you kind of have to throw. It's it's you got to you got to like you said you got to put a net around them. And and try to probably try to growl him a little that? bit. I captured him with my tiny net. Yeah, it's a very good and very <laughs> evil plan. Yeah. All right. So also in the top eight here, we had uh, AC Jaeger with uh, Luke Skywalker with servo motor S foils, Thane Kyrell with servo motor S foils, and then two Red Squadron veteran veterans with selfless and servo motor S foils. So four ship four four X wing list um, out of Rebel, which is that's that's actually really interesting that that it that made it that something like that made it that high it's another it's another multiple x-wing list and this is like the this is the second one we've seen in this tournament that's multiple mm-hmm. x-wings yeah i mean this reminds well, me of like uh freaking 2014 right here you know what i mean like uh like when that regional we went to where like 30 people were playing four x-wing lists that was quite popular <laughs> yeah well, and if the, with the z out of hyperspace right so rebels are an interesting spot with the z out of hyperspace and, you know, you've got A-Wings, but a lot of the A-Wings aren't necessarily, like, you, you probably don't want to be spamming the A-Wing Fassi in general. Yeah. Unless you have a, you know, a specific A-Wing pilot in mind, the specific role. <clears throat> you can run 5X if you want to run a 5-ship list. And then there's basically just what's the best 4-ship list. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think there was a lot of talk about whether the B-Wings with the new uh, config with stabilized foils, you know, we're going to make a splash. Um, but it you know, turns out Luke is really good. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think Luke and, and putting selfless in any four ship rebel list, you know, has been a consistent theme. Damage mitigation in any mm-hmm. four ship rebel list is always good. Um, 
you know, so I, I don't find this super surprising. I, no. I think the only thing that's maybe a little surprising is that there wasn't a B-Wing version that, that, yeah. that performed well. But, I, yeah, uh, yeah, I did kind of expect to see some B-Wing somewhere just because it felt like a lot of people were going to be trying it. Um, but I don't know if it was the tournament to try it in, though. Yeah, maybe not, but it, it, I think it's an unproven list. Oh yeah, yeah, but it, it it's definitely the kind of the new hotness as far as the the stuff that came out of the Hot Shots and Aces pack. <coughs> so I don't know. Maybe we'll see more of it in a couple tournaments from now, and as people get a little more practice under their belt with it. But yeah, I think it takes some finesse to to fly that differently. Yeah. Then, and I think um, you know, it's, it's something we're seeing too. You know, Boba fits this role. Uh, Kashka, who was in Timo Rob's um, winning list at the UK System Open, uh, fits this. Fits this. Uh, Luke fits this. Anything that has um, high potential for defensive modification, um, even on only two dice, is is doing well. You know, it's it, it's like it can it, just being able to consistently put up some sort of defense um, and just be hard to take down. And just get those just that you know a couple extra turns of survival to like just blow stuff up is a huge benefit. Mm. Um, this will be a non-competitive suggestion, but the, I was playing the other day just sort of a stupid, ridiculous. I was playing a Falcon with the the Falcon title on there. Yeah, and just a straight up um, a stealth device. Uh huh. I was surprised how often that just did work. Yeah. How often having two dice and rerolls and an evade token. Yeah. Just kept him. Kept him flying several more turns than people wanted him to. Mm -hmm. Back in uh, when people were flying four ship uh, rebel a lot with B wings when Leia was two points, uh, I was flying five ship rebel with Braylon, and for a little while I was experimenting with putting uh, stealth device on Braylon because yeah. turns out when you can reroll two dice, yeah, yeah like you yeah, say, having two ass, dice right? is better. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's better to it's... have two dice when you can reroll two dice. Yeah, well, in the level of variance that like, and everybody's talked about this, and we've talked about it a number of times. But the 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 level of variance in two compared to one it's you're you're you are much more likely to just to just have two hits that you have to get through. Yeah, you know, like uh, you're not, less likely to be dealing with those four four die yeah. shots all the time. Yeah, exactly. So those so those two dice, and if you've got some re rolls for them, or or enough force mods like Luke, you know. You can, they can do work, you know, as far as keeping your ass alive. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Uh, last but certainly not least in the top eight here is uh, Doug Howe with uh, First Order List. He was playing Kylo with uh, Instinctive Aim and Proton Torps, um, which I love. And then uh, a Sander Jameis Engineer and a Major Von Reg. Um, neither one of them with any upgrades. So, so Instinctive Aim, is that Dead Eye? Yeah. It's forced. Forced Dead Eye. Forced Dead Eye. Yeah. That seems good. Yes. That 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 seems solid. Um Proton I just I just really love Proton Torps and Kylo. Um it, if it wasn't so crazy expensive, I would I would probably fly it. But well it in, just, in hyper in hyperspace when you can't take, you know, we talk, you know, there's not as many I sixes, so Kylo seems interesting, but you can't <laughs> take Supernatural, which is obviously what you'd really like to spend yeah, points on for Kylo. Yeah, exactly. Then Torps is probably the next best option oh yeah if you i mean if you were already playing supernatural kylo um then yeah in, in hyperspace you might as well just do the proton torps and you still save you save points and you can put some other stuff in your list so i think this result is really interesting i mean you know there was a lot of people there was a lot of talk back and forth before these tournaments about whether von reg 
was going to be able to do anything, whether yeah. it was a complete flub, um, whether you would be able to run an ACES, quote-unquote ACES-style list. And obviously this isn't completely ACES because you've got the lower, you know, the lower initiative scrub, but he's not, you know, he's not a... Yeah. He's not super low. I mean, he's still out initiative, uh, higher initiative than, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, generics that are running around. So uh, I think it gives hope to a lot of the, you know, to that... It's good for the game if there's that that archetype is at least playable. I'm not I, saying it's the most yeah. competitive thing of all time. Uh, is it a wait? Is it a Sinar Jameis engineer? What's yeah. The, uh, yes. Sorry. So no, I lied. It's an I one. Uh, so yeah, it's two aces and a and a blocker. But, yeah, it's a good blocker. But it's a but it's a very good blocker and, it, and it's a blocker that can punch you in the mouth if you're not careful. <laughs> well, it's also we a saw, sturdy blocker. We saw, yeah, and we saw you know even at a couple tournaments. Uh, before you know, in the last points, uh, whatever you want to call it, season, yeah, uh, that you know these uh, these I one uh, silencers were, were were being played well. I mean, there were there were a couple of people who were taking them and do, and doing good things with them. So. Yeah, I mean, it's still a steady stat line and a good dial, and as a blocker, it lasts a long time. Yeah, having three defend dice and six total health as a blocker feels pretty good. Well, plus again, you know, double reposition. Um, at, at will because it's got the auto thrusters ability, um, or it can you know reposition and still have a focus. So it's it, you know it's that's it's a it's a great deal to uh, for that ship. You know it's a it certainly fills a, a nice spot. So as a totality of the top eight, so faction wise, we saw we saw um, who's the big winner. I think, I mean, overall in the top eight, it's probably, I guess it's, uh, let's see, you, you had two scum lists, okay. two rebel lists, okay. uh, one, total. one galactic republic, That's one separatist, okay. one first order. So is the only one we're missing Imperials? Uh, yeah. Sorry, Steve. Oh, no, we don't have resistance. No, we don't have resistance either. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which which I think is also interesting. Which Sorry, we'll Dom. talk about later. Yeah, yeah I know. That's yeah. that's why I mentioned the five X thing. I think there are good resistance lists that's, that no one's playing, but you know that's whatever. I think I think every faction still has a viable list. Oh really. yeah, yeah. I think I mean I think I think Imperials do too. I just it, I, I they are limited. Like the limitations on the Imperials right now are in, in hyperspace are pretty rough. But let's. I do have some more I want to say about resistance, but I think we probably just we can wait till we cover the UK and then. Yeah, we'll yeah. I think that's what we're gonna today. do in the second half. Are we about to go to break? Yeah, we can go ahead and take a break, and we'll uh, we will hit up the UK system open in the second half of our show, and then but first, these words from Florida man. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I'm Marcel Manzano, and this week in Florida, a Florida man thought he had a foolproof plan to keep deputies from searching his vehicle on Christmas Eve. He ended up spending Christmas in the Monroe County Jail. After being pulled over for driving 70 miles per hour in a 40 mile per hour zone, 40 year old Charles Albert Garcia locked his keys inside his car when deputies told him they would be searching the inside of the car. His plan unraveled when a towing company unlocked the Lexus, allowing investigators to find cocaine, heroin, meth, pills, marijuana inside. The Miami Herald reports. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second half of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. And we are now going to talk about the results of the UK system open, uh, the top eight, at least, that we had, uh, we were able to find lists for. So, We're moving from the land of Lone Star to the land of Newcastle? Yes. Is Newcastle actually made in 
England? I believe I, so, right? I don't know. I hope so. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, I'll check that. You guys <laughs> talk about X-Men. You guys talk about X-Men. We'll fact check where the beer is made. Um, so uh, the UK system open was in Milton Keynes, uh, England. So which is just, uh, I looked it on the map. It's a little bit north, uh, a little bit northwest of London. So. Okay. Um, all right. So the winner here was uh, Timo Rob, uh, which we've talked about uh, a little bit already. But um, he is uh, from Germany, and he was running a Boba Koshka list with uh, Boba with Maul, Proton Bombs, Contraband Cybernetics, Hull Upgrade, and Slave One Title. And then Koshka with Triple uh, Zero, Proton Bombs, Rigged Cargo Shoot, and a Hull Upgrade. So a uh, very beefy little list. Um, and those bombs... Uh, obviously, like I feel like Boba and Koshka are just kind of like they work really well together. How so? Well, <clears throat> they both get passive rerolls. Uh, Boba obviously is is like kind of the king of passive rerolls with his ability. He is like the only person that they let into two point without like any sort of restriction on their reroll. Yeah, you know what I mean. Much. Realistically, when they took like Lone Wolf, they're like, "You get that once per turn," and all of a sudden yeah. it's dog crap now. Well, it's like him and, and Boba. They're like gloves off. Yeah, it's like him and Braylon basically. Like those two are just Braylon's the one that can reroll. He rerolls up stressed. to two dice when he's stressed, and he just continuously does that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as many times as he's rolling dice. I, mean, I guess he doesn't have two defend dice. So you can't yeah, he doesn't have two defend dice. Returns. That's why it's not quite as good because he doesn't have two defend dice. Boba with it is is, is freaking awesome. So, um, so Kashka gets a free, uh, gets one reroll while attacking or defending against a stressed ship. Okay. So not as, not going to happen trigger quite as often. Um, but that's what triple zero is there for to, to try to pass the rig up. cargo shoot too, right? Uh, and the rig cargo you shoot. You drop something that has mm -hmm. to fly through. Yeah. So between the two of those, you're, you're, you're kind of handing out some stress tokens, um, which I think, you know, worked along with her ability. They both got the proton bombs. So having two of those proton bombs, being able to kind of create a, a wide swath area that, uh, that that ships can't really fly in right. um, is really good. Does the, the proton bombs are single use still, right? Uh, you get two charges. Oh, each of them you get two? Yeah. Okay, so you're dropping four of them total? So you got four of them to throw mm. throughout the game. It does seem and, good. And you can kind of create these areas that um, even sometimes even for ships sometimes even ships that can double reposition you know might not be able to get out of a of a of two of those things kind of taking up a big blob of space and not at the angle they want to yeah sometimes they can do it but they're or, or, yeah or if they do or it they're, they're totally yeah. they're out of the game you know mm -hmm. so um so that's really good together I, I think obviously maul is kind of maul seems to be at this point maul and hull and slave one are kind of like the two must include upgrades on boba basically now slave one received a significant point drop right it's oh, down, down to like one, one point yeah <laughs> and it gives you what gives you upgrade slots of some sort um i think it gives you uh it does give you an upgrade slot but mainly what people are using it for uh, i think it gives you a um a torpedo slot okay which we're not really seeing on lists for this right um yeah nobody's nobody's putting a torpedo on there um yeah it gives you a torpedo slot but the big thing is that it uh, gives you, after you reveal a uh, turn or bank maneuver, you may set your dial to uh, the maneuver of the same speed and bearing in the other direction. Okay, and there's a note on here, because we're looking at on Yasby. Yasby? Is that pronouncing that right? Yep, close okay. enough. Uh, it says they remove the part where you gain stress for doing it? Yes. So they just straight up remove that, just eradicate it to just be straight up better? 
Uh, yeah. And then they reduce the cost? Yes. Yeah, it seems like a no-brainer yeah. there, right? It does, yeah. So, so yeah, so it's getting it's getting used quite a lot. Um, and between that and Maul, those are kind of like the two premier upgrades on Boba at the moment. Now, Tom, what does Maul do? Maul, most importantly, gives you a force point uh, in a faction that otherwise it's very difficult to get force points in. Yeah. Um, but additionally... Um, Maul has an ability where is, is so it gives you force point, uh, but also after you suffer damage, you may gain one stress token to recover one for it. So basically, if there's a situation where you know you've already got Bobo with his passive rerolls, right? Say you're at range one or something. Um, you know, not only do you have a focus token potentially and a force charge. Now you can have multiple force charges with multiple multiple incoming shots if you're willing to take stress, um, which is part of why contraband cybernetics is really important, right? Okay. Um, if you've already, so do you know what co- contraband cybernetics does? Uh, run it by me. Okay. So contraband cybernetics is the illicits upgrade. Uh, one charge <clears throat> doesn't regen. Before you activate, you can spend your charge. If you do. Until the end of the round, you can perform actions and execute red maneuvers even while stressed. Okay, so, so if you took stress to do that one, you can still still do a red next turn, K turn, or whatever, mm-hmm. and still get an action? Yeah. Correct. That does seem good. Yep. How, is that expensive? No, only two, two points. points. Yeah, I think that's that was... very reasonable. I feel like that was one that got dropped recently, too. It's a pretty nice get-out-of-jail-free card there. Yeah, contra- I don't know if... Yeah, it might have gone down in points. I mean, it's been decent for a while. But yeah, on between on Boba and also I think Contraband is, is really good on the... Uh, we were talking about different options Scum has. Contraband's really good on the Jump Masters, too. Um, I feel like... Did it used to be stupid and crappy in the uh, 1.0? Why have I overlooked it completely? Was it in 1.0? I don't remember what it did in 1.0. Um, I don't think it was in 1.0. It was... Uh, hmm. Glitter stem was the one that got used all the time. Yeah, glitter stem is amazing. Yeah, all hell glitter stem. Yes, yeah, contraband cybernetics is kind of like the the 2.0 brother of glitter stem, but yeah. Hmm. But basically, you know, if you're, I mean, the blues on the fire spray aren't amazing, but if you know you're going to do blue, do a blue maneuver anyway, you know, there's theoretically no downside uh, to. To, to, to doing using Maul's ability at least once, right? So at yeah. that point, you have two force. I mean, you can't use them in the same attack, right? But, it, you know, the same defense. But if you're getting shot to hell, you know, you, you're going to have two force, you know, one for each for two different attacks. And then if you want to go crazy, you know, you can stack up the trust. But, um, no, I mean, Maul is, Maul is definitely, I think, one of the, the key components on the on this uh yeah. This his text here. about equipping dark side upgrades, that's only if you already have a force slot, right? Uh, he doesn't add a force slot. He does not add a force slot, yeah. So if, if you were, um, I think the the point of that is uh, to work with, like, what, Ezra or, or Kanan Jarrus. Can you, oh, but, yeah, okay. Well, can you put dark side well, upgrades so, on scum ships? Can you put him on um, Asajj? Um, right, so that's, yeah. it's mostly for us, yeah, that that particular line, the, there's the earlier lines in it, uh, squad building that talk about how, yeah, you can, you can um, include him in a squad with Ezra Bridger or a squad including Ezra Bridger in the Sheathapede, so, sorry, the crew or the Sheathapede or, or a TIE Fighter. TIE Fighter. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, assuming you have him on a, you already got him in your squad somewhere, uh, um, Asajj is probably the most obvious 
Actually, you know, it'd be pretty tour. good on Asajj because that those actually have good blue maneuvers, don't they? Aren't all like the threes blue? Um, yeah. So that's pretty good, and you actually have enough hull that you're probably gonna get damaged repeatedly. Right. Yeah, unless you take hate Asajj on Asajj. Probably like hate. <laughs> right. It unless you take hate on Asajj, which is which is nice, except for the fact, of course, hate has now been made more expensive, Very expensive. Well, a while yeah, ago like, for a large points. base, which yeah. Asajj is. Asajj is, and Asajj, also uh, hate doesn't. I believe hate does not exist in hyperspace. It's so a, does the Lancer? The Lancer does not, and neither does hate. Yeah, yeah. so it's so a totally irrelevant here. Right. For for pretty, hyperspace, pretty irrelevant. Yes. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, I just, yeah, I did, I never thought about it before between the Ezra and the Dark Side thing. Can you put hate on like, you could put hate on Rebel ships with force upgrades. Um. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, I don't, on, I don't know if I've ever seen that. Yeah. Yes, you could Leia put it on Leia Falcon. Falcon. Sounds kind of funny. Yeah. Her ability seems better with extra force tokens, too. Yeah, two force tokens. And, well, Would actually, you... you have to have Ezra somewhere in the squad, so you... Can you get two, um, two crew on that, uh, Falcon? Uh, crew let me look. Oh, gosh. Right, We're going you... down the rabbit We're hole. We're going down the rabbit hole. Going down the rabbit hole. That it does said... have two crew. The Rebel 1300 does have two, two crew slots. So you get lay up to like yeah. three force and gaining force back with hate. Yeah. It's like, how much force can we spend? Da, 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 yes. So, yeah, you have to have. Oh, see, now the question here is. We're in is, hyperspace now. We're in hyperspace. So is, is there any way to get Ezra into a list in hyperspace, which there is not? Because he's not available as a crew and neither of his ships are available. Yeah. But if you were in, uh, if you were in extended, yeah, you could do we'll some. We'll save this for another time. Yeah, do the, I'm gonna run the numbers, crunch the thing. You, you crunch the numbers on like, that. Green visor. Get back know. to us. Smoke. Ezra's a gunner, not a crew. That, oh, that okay, was that's right. Oh, I always get that confused. But he does not exist in hyperspace as a gunner. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's in theory, you points? could take. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. In th- well, so and Ezra gives you force. So yeah, yeah, you're right. No, Does you're Ezra right. Do yeah. something when you're stressed. All right, all right. We're going down this rabbit hole. Bring up the Ezra. All right, bring up the. After Ezra. After you perform a primary attack, you may spend a force, perform a bonus uh, turret attack from a turret you have not attacked from this round. If you do and you are stressed, you may roll one attack die. It's actually, so that actually is not terrible with a force token. So you have three force tokens at that point, right? Because he adds one, and then Maul adds one. Yeah. And then you have hates, so you're getting those back, and you're spending them and re-rolling dice when you attack the second time on there. Yeah. You're also up to 105 points. For <laughs> you're, no, no, you're, you're up to 114 points with hate, Ezra, Maul, and Leia. Oh, hate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah hate in there, too. <laughs> you're literally up to 114. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not good. Well, good. But that means it's... I don't have to do the rest of the list building. <laughs> this is almost done. Yeah. This is done, And man. then, you know, obviously you've got to put the, the Falcon title in there so you can get your evades. Hey, Falcon title's cheaper now. <laughs> it's only three points now, yeah. So, anyways. Lando on there because I don't go anywhere without Lando. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. Anyhow. Back to, okay. So, actualists by T. Morrell. Yeah. So, uh, two fire sprays actually won the whole thing. It won the whole thing. And it was very... Actually, I watched... Uh, I did get to watch the final. And um, I, I got... He put an impressive, an impressive performance on with those two fire sprays. Steve, are we going to talk about you watching the final? Because I've, I've talked about this already this week. What? With other people. Steve, were you watching X-Wing while driving? I had it on. Did you while did you I was driving, did you put yeah. your phone on the dashboard for like two seconds and then it fell off? That's the only thing that stopped you though. Like you were gonna do it. I would have left it there. Yeah. 
If it had stayed, there were children in my neighborhood, Steve. We were out of your neighborhood. We were, we were, we when were it fell out. off, not when he put it on. We were, we were pulling out. It was fine. Uh, Steve. Yeah. This is an intervention, bud. <laughs> it's too late for me, Joe. It's oh, too late. <laughs> Dom, do you hear this guy? I don't know what to say, to be honest. Yeah. Have you, be be honest, Dom. I'm a reverend here. You have to confess here. Have you ever watched X Wing while driving? I have done other things on my phone while driving that I shouldn't have done, but I do not think I've watched X Wing. <laughs> well, I guess we so, all have our limits. Yeah. So yeah. no. <laughs> so all right. Well, coming in second place here uh, was Jose Hungaro, uh, and he was running two Squad Seven Arc One Seventies with uh, Dedicated, and Rick Ali with Daredevil and R Four Astromech, and Obi Wan with Foresight. R5 astromech, astromech and calibrated laser targeting. So Obi-Wan is still in two, is still in hyperspace. Still right? in hyperspace, yes. Okay, but the uh, the title that gives him three attack and two defend is not gone. Okay. Not in hyperspace. Not in hyperspace. Okay. All right. Well, he means he's not quite as deadly. No. But I you know what? I am actually I'm actually really happy about this in in one sense. I'm I'm really happy to see people being forced to play the Aether Sprite with CLT and, and, and it's, it's a different play style, you know? I believe it. And, um, I think it's, I, I think it's kind of, I, I think it's kind of cool seeing, they, seeing, they still have Anakin. Is that still? No, happen? Anakin's Anakin Aether Sprite is not in hyperspace. Anakin Y wing and Anakin Naboo starfighter are baby Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I think I think getting rid of seven B is huge, but also, you know, you can't ignore the fact that you know this list isn't running regen either. Yeah. Right? You know, between not having seven B and not having regen, yeah, it's a totally different feeling. It's, yeah, it's a totally different feel. It's a totally different type of ship. Um, and it, it's you know, like I said, I think it's pretty cool. It's like it's what I was, you know, when they first came out. It's it's the it's the part of the ship I was more interested in. Um, the Delta Seven B title, like, to me, was just turning it into an X wing. They could double. Re- they could double reposition. So, and I don't know if this is just the lists and factions I play, but to be honest, I actually, whenever I would see CLT Jedi across the table from me, I would be more worried than if I saw Seven B Jedi across yeah. the table from me. So I, I don't think you know. I think it's interesting that you know. Obviously, the the you know the elephant in the room here is dedicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we haven't gotten yeah. there yet, but yeah. So. I, I, I kind of have a, I mean, I have a little bit of a theory with this, you know, it's an observation, right? So the, the base, absolute base scrub Republic arc does not exist in hyperspace. The 42.104th yeah. time pilot does not exist in hyperspace. Yeah. So you have to run, if you want to run arc, you have to run a squad seven veteran at 44 points. Yep. Of course, the diff- one of the differences between the 104th pilot and the squad seven veteran is that the squad seven veteran has a talent slot. Yeah. Um, at which point dedicated is only one point, mm. right? So I think if you could, I think this would be a very different conversation. I think it's one of the interesting things about the hyperspace change up here, right? I think it would be a very different conversation if the 104th was available because then you're, you're saying, well, you're paying three points for the initiative upgrade and for dedicated, right? Mm-hmm. Is that worth it? Versus if you have to play squad seven veteran anyways, dedicated is is probably worth it for one point. Right, yeah. you know, it's it is literally just the one point for the talent upgrade. Yeah, well, and especially when you're talking about being able to, you're playing Obi Wan, I and mean, because you can't play Delta Seven, you've lost the points off of that. 
So you're just squeezing more stuff, and you're, you're just you're re, it's just reconfiguring like the point distribution of these lists. But um, but yeah, you know, and you're rolling three agility, so you're more likely yeah. to roll a blank. So dedicated is more likely to matter. Yeah, yeah. No, dedicated's great with a three agility Aether Sprite, or you know Rick Ali when he gets his when he moves faster than somebody and has three plus a plus an evade token. You know so. That, that's a again this again kind of goes back to the defensive mods thing like you're seeing a lot of lists that are that are doing really well and they they really rely fairly heavily on on defensive mods well i mean defensive mods are pretty much your <coughs> offensive line if you want to do a football analogy here mm-hmm. you know what i mean they make the whole rest of the list run better yeah when you have more defensive modifiers your your ships stay on the table longer which yeah means you're you're throwing more dice at your opponent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a synergistic thing to be on the table longer. Yeah. I also heard someone, t- uh, you know, talking about the fact that, you know, he was looking at dedicated on torrents before, and obviously torrents aren't in hyperspace. Yeah. But I think the interesting thing that, that you realize in this list is dedicated is probably better on arcs than on torrents. You know, you've got mm-hmm. bigger side arcs, number one, yeah. right, to proc it. But number two... And I think this is probably the more important point. Giving up your one agility die, you know, taking a strain token, right? Assuming that, that it matters that you take yeah. a strain, right? That you get shot at with a strain. Yep. Taking a strain on one agility die is actually less punishing, uh, you know, than taking a strain on two agility dice. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because, you know, torrents are going to be tempted to spend their focus on defense in some circumstances, right? And if yeah. you spend your focus on defense, Rolling one less agility die is a big deal. Yeah. If you're an arc and you're never going to spend your focus on defense anyways, rolling one less agi- agility die is is just three fifths, you know, chance of rolling an evade. Yeah. Um, you don't have to worry about the focus. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, for sure. I th- I I really I I like the dedicated on here. I mean, I, it's they they can help out. You know, obviously they it applies to the entire squad, so these two guys can can help out. Um, each other or Rick or Obi, um, you know, it's just, I think it's a good, it's a good call. I mean, dedicated always makes my eyes crossed when I try to figure out how and, and when it actually goes off. But in this list, everybody is, is able to benefit from this, right? Yeah. Assuming you're in the arcs. Assuming you're in one of those because side Rick arcs. Is, Rick is, uh, Rick is limited. Rick is Obi-Wan's limited. Obi's limited. And, limited, and they, they both have dedicated. Yeah. Okay. As long as I'm following that, I feel better. Yes. Yep. You're you're right on. No. One interesting thing, um, too. So this is kind of similar to what I was saying about thinking about the five X earlier list. Is I think one one thing is that we've reached a point in a meta where, you know, it used to be to some degree that in you know it extended and in past metas. If you had a five health ship, right, or even in this case an arc, you know, five health behind two agility dice, or in this case an arc, right, behind one agility die, you still have a decent chance of just losing it in the first round of combat. Mm-hmm. And I think against a lot of the lists in the meta right now, that's pretty unlikely, right? Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're going against Boba Fan, right, you're probably not going to lose an arc in the first round of combat. Um, I wonder again about something like CIS Swarm, right? You know, if Duncan's list is playing something like this, I don't know that they have to make a super hard call. You know, you 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 can probably kill one of the arcs in the first round of combat. Oh yeah. Um, now, you know, if you kill an arc in the second round of combat, do you have enough left to take out the aces? Right. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, that's, well, yeah, that's I mean, question. the other big thing with these guys is they are threes. So they're going to be shooting on top of those um, separatist swarms. True. So all four point, of your yeah. ships are going to get a shot before before anything in a separate in, in that in like Duncan's separatist swarm, for example. So you've got a pretty high potential to knock one of them off the table and, and at least reduce the fire coming in at you. So that that certainly means something, I think. But uh, uh, the other interesting thing in here too is. So it doesn't have obviously R2 astromech, but he is running R5 astromech. So it's actually like, it's funny because it's, I was just looking at it. It's really like the CLT, it really is like the CLT version of regen because, you know, R2 isn't as great on the CLT Jedi because you only have one shield to work with. Um, But R5 is repairing damage cards. So, (laughs) um, and you don't even have to take. I don't. I guess you don't. You don't take a disarm token or anything from 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 doing R five either. So, and you can set that off. You have the, to spend an action to do R five. You do have to spend an so action. That's, that's the difference. Yeah. But you're also talking about a ship with three force tokens and a and a and a way to take and a way to, and a way to reposition for free, or with a, that doesn't. So he can still reposition and have force tokens and repair repair himself. Right. Exactly. So it's. I, I think it's a pretty good, pretty good deal here. Um, I like I like foresight on here. That's just kind of cheeky, um, right? In some ways, it's better. I mean, R five astromech costs four points. <laughs> yeah. On well, no. Does it does it adjust per? I have it on the wrong chest. No, it's, it it's just four. It's just four across the board. Yeah. Right. So it's. I mean, it's if you get it both charges off, you repair two damp face down damage cards. That's just as good, you know, pound for pound as an R two mm-hmm. astromech, and it's way cheaper. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and one of the interesting things about it too is it has that other action on there to repair a face-up ship damage card. I mean, that's fantastic on a if you're uh, an Aether Sprite and you and you pull a weapon or a uh, a structural damage that cannot be repaired. This lets you repair that. So that's interesting. Um, that's an actual that's a nice little bonus thing. Um, what's the other one that can't be repaired? Uh, damage engine. I don't think can be yeah. repaired. So, Correct, which actually would be a challenge on the ship too, because that's the yeah. one that uh, makes your the, turns, right? Yeah, it makes it increases the difficulty of all your hard turn maneuvers. So having uh, having a, a way to to repair those those types of crits is actually pretty valuable on these ships, I think. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's a, that's a neat little twist to the uh, to the regen thing. Um, you know, foresight's foresight's fun. Um, actually, this is another kind of action action economy thing a little bit, because you can use the foresight shot um, during the regular uh, attack phase without having to spend the force. So you don't have to necessarily do that whole um, spend the force token thing. So like, let's say you did use an action for like R five astromech, right? Um, you can use a foresight shot to uh, to get like a free a, a free uh, mini focus essentially. Right, as long as you aren't, you know, as long as you don't have bullseye lined up, so you, CLT doesn't matter. Well, you're right? gonna have bullseye lined up because it's foresight, because it's all. Bullseye. Oh, I'm right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. But it's just so you're giving into- up a CLT shot in that case, right? Yeah, you can't yeah. use both. Yeah, but if you yeah. look, let's say you had burned through all of your force, right, and you didn't have a focus, and you had, and you had regen or something, you know, like you take the foresight shot then instead of the CLT shot, and at least you get a free mini focus. Yep. So, um, plus, you know, obviously the normal foresight thing, 
which is to you know basically you know the bullseye snapshot so um with a with a bit of a mod in it um but yeah anyways i i, I like this list i think it's uh it's a good one i think it's unique i'll give it that too yeah all right what else we got here all right, in the top four, uh, we had uh, Christopher Bankston, and he was running uh, another Galactic Republic list. <clears throat> um, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, Plo Koon, and Rick Ali with Outmaneuver, um, and then the, the Aether Sprites all had CLT. That is a really strong-looking list. Yeah, I like it. That is, uh, that's some aces right there. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you get three fives um, in the list, you know, Rick without maneuvers is is that that just looks like fun um ahsoka you know can hand out help hand out some actions plo Koon can help you know hand out uh either actions or or take away uh or help move around bad tokens um so yeah there's a lot of stuff a lot of stuff it's just it's just essentially four aces um kind of bare bones yeah i, I mean I, we saw that that four Jedi Knights and and broadside list, I think this is the clear other. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from the dedicated, which I, you did maybe didn't see coming, this is yeah. the clear other, uh, you know, option, which is you drop one ship and you can take all named pilots, and suddenly your Jedi Knights all have two or three force, and you know you can fit Rick in there without maneuver, and no, it's I think it it's it's really solid. Yeah, um, I think it's I think it's basically aces behind just a wall of force tokens too. I mean that's not yeah yeah that's I'm, not nothing. Well, because Obi and Obi and Plo both have three. Ahsoka's got two. So yeah, you got. I mean, you got eight Force tokens on the field. Um, it's pretty. That seems pretty good. Pretty legit. Uh, Plo only has two actually. Oh, does he only have two? Oh, that's yeah, right. He does only have two. two. Um, he is a five. I always get him in Mace because Mace is a four with three, and he's a five of two. But I feel like the difference between seven and eight is probably not not that significant. Yeah. yeah. One thing that's really interesting that I hadn't thought about until today was the fact that. With CLT Jedi, other CLT Jedi on the list, Obi-Wan actually becomes more valuable, right? Yeah. Because, you know, you have this whole ability that's that, that adds a focus result. And yep. so you're going to want to spend your focus tokens on offense, right? Yep. Um, and so suddenly, if you have multi-force Jedi, you know, or whatever, you know, you ha- it doesn't really matter. If you have if you have CLT Jedi with Obi-Wan on the list, you know, he's giving them that, for- that focus, you know, back. And they can have focus for defense and for CLT. Yep. So yeah, I, I think uh, it, it's interesting. I am really, like I said, I really like. I'm liking seeing everybody, uh, all these people trying out the CLTs, um, and they're having some success. They're shown they've shown up a fair bit across both these tournaments. So, I mean, I think it's. I've always liked the the bullseye arc just as a concept in this game. Yeah. Something that something that really challenges you to fly yep. better and more consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, and rewards you for that sort of stuff. Yeah. So. All right, next up we had uh, in the top four here, we had Antonio Vega uh, running uh, first order list with Major Von Reg with Outmaneuver and Deuterium Power Cells. Uh, three Zeta Squadron Survivors with uh, nothing on them and Lieutenant Revis. Which one's Revis? Revis is the one that um, I think when an enemy ship at range zero to two receives a red token, he can take a target lock on it. So oh, when yeah. it. Yep. So if it gets stressed, that. or if or if one of your other ships target locks it, he gets a free target lock. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, 
Uh, works really well. It's an, uh, he's you're going to see him, I think, in a lot of these lists along with Von Reg, um, because just because Von Reg's handing out these uh, strain and deplete tokens, which are red, so that's just setting up more target lock opportunities for Revis. Yeah, I mean, what's he really going <coughs> to? What does he have a particularly good use for those? I mean, is he able to equip a missile or something, or is he? Um, no, it's just that just he can, it, it's uh, just, those it's fo focused target lock, you know? Yeah. I mean, just a good thing to have. Uh, and it's also allows you to, you know, so you only got two dice. So, you know, make, look, you roll a focus, you roll a blank and a hit, you know, and re-roll that blank. Hopefully you just get another hit. Call it a day. Save your focus for the, uh, for the, for defense. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and these Zetas are really strong. Um, they're just like little mini, uh, fire sprays with their double arcs and um six health so they have six health at 32 points yeah that seems uh that seems good yes yeah, six health and two defense dice that seems um, really good and two two attack dice out of front and back so yeah it's it's uh it's legit um you got any thoughts on this one dominic no i <laughs> the only thing that i was a little bit so, you know, another another list with Fawn which I think is interesting. Um, the other thing that jumped out at me was the uh, uh, deuterium power power cells. Yeah, um, I love that upgrade, by the way. Yeah. So, I I mean, I'm not a first order player. I didn't know that this existed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I learned it the hard like, way just the other day. So, yeah. It was one of those times where I actually put three damage into Von Reich in my first shot on him, and I felt like I was doing good. And then later in the game, I realized why I was very much not. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's got all that back. That's a uh, that's bad for me. Yeah, this deuterium power cells is it's really good because it can be used a couple different ways, right? So it's it's two charges of regen, so just like R2 Astromech, basically. But you don't necessarily have to use it that way. You can you can regen and shoot in the same turn because the other part of the ability on this card is that before you would gain a non-lock token. If you are not stressed, you may spend one charge to gain one stress token instead. So you can essentially, uh, you can recharge a shield and toss the disarm token at the same time for a stress token. Uh, so if it's one of those turns where you really need to repair a little bit, but also really need to shoot, yeah. um, you can make that choice. They only get that one, that one <coughs> use of Yeah, it. you only get the one, but you know, maybe that shot was something you, you know, that shot might be saving your life though. You know, because he's a sick, so he's PS killing things. So, um, right. I, I mean, your your one disadvantage there is if <coughs> if you're gonna if you are spending it that way, um, you know, hole upgrade costs two points less, right? Yeah. Now, a shield is a little bit better than hole, and you know, factor all that in, whatever, right? But yeah, I mean, there's different ways to do it, and it's just, it's a very situational card, and that's what I like about it is that it can be used in a lot of different situations. I mean, you could just decide, like with Von Reg's, uh with the, the built-in ability on the ship, the fine-tuned thrusters, um, as opposed to taking that deplete or strain token, you could just decide you don't want to that turn at all. So, you, you know, yeah. if like let's say you had a turn where you just, you know, you couldn't afford to be strained and you couldn't afford to be depleted. You could, you could use that. And, and it, you know, it, you can debate whether or not it's going to be better to, to, to use it for the the just the regen or not or for other things but i think i like the i like the I like the versatility i don't know that versatility is always rewarded in games sometimes you just want something that's you know a hammer yeah but, well i mean I, this is a hammer with versatility though i mean a swiss army hammer <laughs> yeah swiss army hammer brilliant 
brilliant. Um, I mean, we've seen how good, you know, being able to regen on, on, on AC ships like this has been. And the, you say to, good. I say fucking annoying. Well, yeah, exactly. So, you know, you yep. have that hammer that you obviously can just use it that way, and that's fine. Um, but you've got some options if, if a weird situation comes up. I mean, if you get tractored or ioned or something like that, and you really don't want that to happen, I mean, you can. This is a great thing to have Give in your back pocket. On it. Yeah. 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 I suppose it's it's more effective than the things they might do to you. Yeah. So it depends. It's it's very situational. And it depends. But I, I like having the versatility. Yeah, for reals. So. Um. Yeah. So you could drop. Sorry. So you could drop your. Like I said, I I didn't even know this card existed until five minutes ago. So you could drop <laughs> your um. The ability, you know, the token that you gain from your your ship ability. Yeah. Right. If you didn't want to have, like, you really don't want to take a strainer to fleet. Is that what you were just saying? Yeah. You could get rid of that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, you can do it for that. You can do it for, like I said, ions or tractors or uh, disarms or. I mean, you know, jam tokens, uh, whatever it is. Right. So. And it still has the, I mean, it still has the dial to get rid of the stress. I mean, it's got, I think, one hard blue, right? Yeah. It doesn't have two hard blue, but one hard blue is, you know, good. It's just as yep. good or better in some circumstances. So, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you got plenty of blue maneuvers. Um, you know, obviously, the, the other debate on this, on Von Reg, is um, outmaneuver or daredevil. Um, Outmaneuver is obviously great, but it is kind of expensive. So if you don't have the points for it in your list, um, Daredevil at two points is a really good upgrade on him because it, you know, he's he's a multi, he's a guy that can take multiple actions. Um, you can take a a strainer, a deplete, and a stress token, and be able to clear both of them with one blue maneuver. So you're getting kind of a lot of bang for your buck out of Daredevil that way. Hmm. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. So I think it's a pretty cool, um, pretty cool little uh, upgrade on him. And Daredevil's a really good up, good upgrade. Uh, it's just, I, I mean, we really, really only I, I've really only ever seen it used with any regularity on Rick Ali. Um, actually, one of the last lists, we, the last list we just looked at had it on Rick. So, um, but it's kind of interesting. I think it's pretty, pretty. Pretty good on Von Reg. And if you've got the points, I think Outmaneuver is fantastic. But if you don't, you know, look at Daredevil. So one disadvantage of Daredevil on that chassis, right, is that the extra action you're getting from the ship ability is either a barrel roll or a target lock. Yeah, exactly. So you are being, if you if you want to make use of that Daredevil, you know, you're, you're in boost land, which mm -hmm. means you are in boost or target lock or boost or barrel roll land. You yeah. are not in... Uh, you know, I guess you're not, you know, you're not, in, you're not in a land where you can get double, you know, where you can get a focus token, if that makes sense. No, no. Yeah. If you're using Daredevil, you're not being focused, but you're probably, you know, locking something and then, and then hard turning into it, you know, to get your, spin your arc around seems that can be obviously, I, I saw it happen on stream. Um, it was, uh, to, to great effect. So, <laughs> What they do on a point about those uh, deuterium, deuterium power cells or whatever? Yeah. Did they just remove the mod slot from um, silencers? Was that a recent thing or are they? Never oh, they haven't slot? had the mods. I don't think they've ever had. They, 
they may have had one right at the beginning, but they took it away like real quick. Yeah. Well, that's what's preventing uh, you from putting that on there. Yeah, exactly. That's annoying. Yeah, exactly. That's why they're built. That. That's why that's why they're built that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've talked about this a number of times about it's like it has tech, but it doesn't have mod. You're like, that's yeah. weird. They're so afraid of the silencer in general. Like it is, it is, it does actually kind of crack me up how afraid of the silencer they are. They like, so yeah. And, and yes, it lets you, I gotta look this up. It lets you take a mod if you don't have deuterium. Deuterium. I see what you're saying. Mod slot I see what you're your, saying. Uh, your tech slot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh right. It's that card takes up both. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah that card it. it requires both slots. It's That's it's what's going on. yeah. And yeah. Yasby, it's under the tech upgrade, but technically it's both both slots. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. So anyways, this is a this is a good list. I and this kind of I like I actually I really like this archetype. The kind of like the first order ace uh, along with like kind of a mini swarm thing. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty strong ar archetype in general, but all right, moving on here, uh, into the top, into the top eight, we got, uh, Paul Shaler and he was flying five X-Wings, which we that, talked about earlier. Five X-Wing list we were talking yep. about. So five X-Wings making a, making another appearance in the top eight of a major event. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, definitely a good list. You're, you're going to see him around, um, it's very balanced. Yeah, I remember. Well, I remember when because they made five X wings a thing, right at the end of 1.0, yeah. with the Cavern Angel Zealots or whatever, and uh, and they showed they showed up. I mean, I saw them at some at some of those last few store championships before 2.0 came out, um, and they would have been, I think, a, a lot around a lot more had they had the chance. Um, and then 2.0 came out and took it away again, but. <laughs> I mean, that was a little bit, you know, I played X-Wings right at the end of uh, 1.0. Um, I mean, it was certainly, sim you know, it's similar, obviously. It's, it's a little bit of a different situation, obviously, the power level of, of 1.0 at, you know, at the end there. Yeah. Um, you know, you had, um, you had integrated, which is slightly better than having six health, right? Slightly. Yep. Yep. You had um, flight assist astromech, I believe. Was the, I think you had flight assist in that uh, list, the five X list? Am I mistaken about uh, that? Pro, I, don't I I don't remember. Who but knows? Probably. But it was it wasn't <laughs> quite it wasn't quite you know a, a one for one you know no of no. the version we have now. No, so. it was not. And and even at that time, right? I think there's a there was a strong argument to be made. And in fact, I myself I didn't play five X because four X cavern angels with crack shot, right? Uh, yeah. And then AP five with yep. uh inspiring recruit uh was arguably a lot better yeah somewhat better yeah so yeah there's different options out there but you know strong list lots of dice lots of beef so all right also in the top eight here we had craig reed uh scum and villainy list um nom lum with an ion cannon uh boba with slave one and uh, fen rao so um you know, this is basically taking the Boba Fenn list, stripping all the upgrades off of them, and, and adding in and fitting in Nom Lom. <laughs> what is, what is Nom Lom's deal on the lore? Who is that? I have no idea. Man, I feel like, you, you I feel have like to, they're just making fun of Ten Nom. You're gonna have to Wikipedia that one, yeah. Nom Lom. Nom Lom. I'm be able to spell that. <laughs> sounds like baby talk. <clears throat> yeah, so this is this is interesting. You know, kind of a more simplified version of. Um, the Boba Fenn list or, or any of the Boba lists where he's just absolutely packed out with upgrades. Um, just with the slave one title on there. 
you know, Nam Lum is really good for the price. Um, having having an eye on Cannon on the board is is always nice. Um, Fenn doesn't really need any upgrades. He obviously loves he loves it if he can afford Fearless or Outmaneuver, but not necessary. So yeah, this is a this is just a real solid list right here. Well, I think one interesting thing about it is the uh, you know it's stripped down, but you're still running a twenty five point bid. <laughs> Wait, twenty five? Oh no, is that no, right? no, no! I put that in wrong. It's it's not. Oh, right. okay. That is not. That is not right. Yeah. Okay. Do, what is it? Out of it's curiosity? uh. Duh, I gotta look it up. Um, it's not that. I know that for damn sure. Yeah. It. Hundred. That mental math. It's Wait. not. It's not much I'm bad of a, at this. It's not much of a. Uh, well, it's the difference between. So add another twenty three points. So a two point bid. Yeah. Okay. I guess I think that's I think that as long as I got the list down right, I might. Who knows? It's a possibility I may miss something. But. Because uh, yeah. I think one interesting thing is going to be. With all these these boba variants, you know, what's the bid? What's the bid at the in the in versus yeah. other bobas? I mean, I like right, it, especially oh, yeah. when they're all run slave run, slave one. Yeah, that is important. Although I, I feel like you don't have to bid all that high when you're when you're running five pilot skill in, in hyperspace. I don't think you're competing with that many I, other. I ships. think the only thing you're running the boba lists are are going to run a a lot of them are going to run a bid simply the for the mirror title. match and because of the slave yeah. one title. So. Those are that's kind of like it is kind of interesting actually. I mean, really in hyperspace, I think just about the only list that really run, really cares about running a bid is 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 a boba list. Um, I don't I think any, yeah. I don't think any of the rest of them really do. I think you could start like if we start to see CIS swarm in some numbers, you could theoretically run into some sort of bid situation there. Yeah. Although I don't know. It's actually kind of goes both ways, right? Like if you're running something like Duncan's list, there are arguments to take first and second. So I, I yeah. don't know if it's if it's a huge deal. Yeah. All right. So next up in the top eight here, we had Marcus Wilson uh, running the Focho. We have a Focho sighting. Um. So just four Epsilon yeah, Squadron that's what we're Cadets. Calling it. We're calling it that. That's what people are calling it. Yes. I'm gonna pretend you never told me that. Okay. That's fine. Um. But yeah. Anyways, eight Epsilon Squadron Cadets. And the, the tie FOs. Um, just a lot of beef. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's significant that this is the second list we've seen that's just, you know, as many as you can fit of your favorite non-unique. <coughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I think they were clearly going for that with this this last point change. Oh, 100%. This format. Like, yeah. They wanted Absolutely. that to be a thing. I'm glad they did it, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, it's no, cool. I'm, I'm all about it. I mean, that's I like that style to begin with. It's a very with, basic stripped-down form of X-Wing. I like it a lot. Yeah. I'm glad they did it. Um, yeah, I, 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 th I think everybody is really liking the hyperspace format right now. It's It seems to be pretty popular. There's that one guy in, uh, you know, Sheboygan. He thinks it sucks. Yep. Sheboygan. Yeah, he's, he's just yelling about him. Yeah, he's just screaming and yelling. Um, all right. Uh, and then last but not least in the top eight here was James Darrell. Uh, and this is this is uh, Dom's favorite list here. Uh <laughs> It's a uh, resistance list, five A's, uh, ZZ Slow with advanced optics, uh, Ronith Blario with heroic and advanced, Tally with heroic and advanced, Greer with heroic and advanced, and a blue squadron recruit with just heroic. So, Dom, tell us all about it. Okay. So, I mean, to be honest, I, I'm not 
I played 5A for a while. Um, I stopped playing 5A uh, because in, in the meta that we were in, at least, you know, there are certain lists, I think, that, that if you only have two attack dice, it's just going to be, you know, if variance goes even slightly against you, you know, it, basically anything that has three agility or higher, right? If they roll well or roll decently to above average, yeah. you're going to have a hell of a time killing them. Um, you know, and, and I do think that 5A is strong in the current environment, in the current, you know, stripped down hyperspace uh, setting. Um, I think this list is really interesting for a number of reasons. Um, you know, and, and I'll, I'll freely admit that I'm, you know, I'm wrong about some of these things, but like, I'm not 100% sold on Blario yet. I mean, ZZ is great. ZZ yeah. is amazing. ZZ is fantastic. Um, yeah. You know, uh, great palatability and i5, like, you know, what's not to love. Um, Blario, uh, you know, I, I, I we'll see. I, you know, I, I just don't think there's that many situations where, where the ability is going to proc. You know, I think you can run, you know, and having another i5 with Tally is great. But we've talked about how, um, you know, there aren't a ton of high initiative ships anyways. And I don't think Tally's palatability is super, super useful. Um, so, like, the 5A list I would look at is, you know, you know, to take uh, Ronith and put Zari in and then just take Tally out and put another blue squadron in. And then you can fit the points for advanced optics and heroic on everyone. Um but you know, I could be wrong. I, yeah. You know, that's that's just what I'm seeing when I look at this. So yeah. I think it's interesting. When I look at this list, I see a lot of terrible names. <laughs> who, who put this shit together? Zizito Zari Bengal, who's not in this list, but is the one that you just talked about. What's the other guy's name? Ronith Pilario. Yeah. Fucking mall cop. Ronith that guy's the, that guy is the worst. I I cannot remember his name. Yeah. Uh, Paul Blart. Ronith Blario fucking mall cop here. Like who is this? It's <laughs> bullshit. Greer well, one thing I... Like they really like. I think they did this with like a C and spell or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the A wing pilot names are. I mean Tally Talison Talison Lintra. I don't know. Uh, I don't like Tally because wasn't there Tally and Lulu as a thing, and I made fun of them for sounding like like fucking sorority. Uh, well, yeah, Lulu yeah, is. My the name's other. Tally, and this is my this is my BFF Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck movie are we watching here? <laughs> Force bunnies. <laughs> I don't know. So <laughs> what I was going to say about resistance in general, which I, I think you can do pretty quickly, is you know there's a lot of talk. You know, in general, and and also from myself, and from, I know we talked about it, Steve, that resistance was in a really good spot coming into the hyperspace meta. Yeah. Um, you know, you got a lot of good options. Just you know, pods are good, T seventies are good, A wings are good. You know, like yeah, what's not to love? I think they're in a weird. I actually think, and I think the results spread this out that they're kind of actually in a weird spot. Um, at least in a you know take all comers kind of, you know, regular tournament setting. Yeah. You know, you've got 5A, which, as I said, has some matchup issues against certain types of lists. So, like, for example, CLT Jedi, right? Yeah. You're going to have a hell of a time putting damage in onto three agility ships that have force. Mm -hmm. um, and take another example. You know, I think, you know, we didn't see a ton of it other than Duncan's list, but CIS Swarm, right? Yeah, they don't have three agility, but it's two agility ships with network calculate, yeah. you know, um, network calculations. If they just get two 
every time, you literally can't kill them unless you're yeah. range one, right? Yeah, you have a finite so, amount of time to do that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I, you know, I I worry about things like that. Um, and then if you look at the rest of the resistance archetypes, so like I felt really, I, pl I played resistance at worlds, you know, uh -huh. um, I played four ship resistance kind of toolboxy list yep. and, and I felt good about four ship resistance and I felt good about even like trying out five and six ship resistance. But so without Finn and resistance, I think your four ship options go down a lot, right? Like I think most of your four ship resistance options included a fully loaded Finn, right? Yeah. With optics yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, not with optics with, uh, um, uh, Perceptive co-pilot. Co yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of your five and six ships resistance options included a, a slim down fin, right? Just a heroic fin. Yep. So without him, I think you're actually in a little bit of an awkward spot. I think you got five A's, which is good, but, but potentially has some weaknesses. Um, and I think you've got maybe, like I mentioned before, which I think is maybe being a little underplayed, the the five ship resistance brawler list of, of three to seventies, two A-wings. Yeah. And then you've got four ship resistance lists um and i've seen some people playing you know poe with four with three other t70s i've seen um uh you know people throwing resistance transports in there like kova um you know and i you know and bastion and chess and stuff like that um and i i don't know i just i'm not sure that that they're there you know compared to other uh you know, say even like the Rebel T4 T65s with Luke and Selfless. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. I think it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. So what was the yeah. um what was the Finn that you played in your World Squad, for example? It was it was Finn with Perceptive. Did it have anything else on him? Yeah, he had Heroic, uh, and he also had Pattern Analyzer. Uh, okay. Um, so he could you know he could turn so he around and four, stay in the fight. So he was forty three points, right? That sounds right. Yeah. So how do you how do you feel about uh, replacing him with a fireball? Just or like replacing him with Kaz? Right. I forgot to mention that. Right. So you've got the fireballs. Um, and to be honest, I have not put a fireball on the table yet. So, you know, I think the proof is in the pudding slightly in that we didn't see a huge, huge showing from fireballs at either of these two major tournaments. Right. You know, there was no taking the world by storm. I mean, we did see a lot of Kaz being flown. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I know I saw him in the cut. I think um, in the in in the UK there was a list. I, I guess it it didn't make the top eight, but I think it was in the top sixteen, maybe. <coughs> but there was a list that was uh, it was uh, Poe, um, ZZ, and uh, and Kaz. Um, now I think there's also I think there I think there are some options and this is maybe an argument worth having um about whether or not uh putting kaz into a 5a list is worthwhile yeah no and that was even an argument with finn right like you could have put finn into a 5a list yeah um i mean to me the answer to that question is no right like i i find the i find the three t70 two a wing list interesting from a mixed like you don't have to have everyone flying together, right? Yeah. Perspective. But when you're flying 5A, you've pretty committed to the, you don't know where any of my ships are going to be yeah. on any given turn. Yeah. Um, now, Kaz is, is, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that he has to fly with anyone else, right? Like he, you know, he, he has slam, right? Like yep. he, he is somewhat unpredictable. Yeah. Um, doesn't have a, 
amazing dial, <laughs> you know. Uh, but um, you know, I, 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 I just. I'm not sold yet. I'm not saying that, yeah. like I said, I, I, I am not an expert. I'm not saying that I played all the reps yeah. and I've seen all the things. This is just me kind of wondering out loud. I, I think he's worth trying. I mean, I, I, I think Kaz is pretty interesting. I mean, generally speaking, he's pretty much a three attack, three agility ship most of the time, right? Just the way his ability works. Yep. Um, you can... You can put something like, you know, if you want to spend a little bit more points on him, you put the, the R1J5 Astromech on him, um, which gives you, uh, will let you do the actions on the damage cards even while stressed. And then after you repair a damage card with the ship trait, you can spend a charge to repair the card again. So um, you get three regens potentially with that. So that's, uh, and then with the fireball title, you get to pick the first card that goes on you, um, that you can, so you can pop it face up, you know, you can give yourself something like, a, you know, you can give yourself something like, uh, like a damaged engine that doesn't really affect you in the middle of a turn particularly, and then immediately repair it with the R1J5, um, you know, astromech. So there's there's a lot of versatility to to Kaz, I think, and um, he's got some you know he's got some options. He also has the illicit slot, uh, so he can do some weird things there and um, double mod slot, uh, talent and a missile. So I think he got a lot of options with Kaz that that, that are kind of worth exploring at this point. No, for sure. I, I'm not. I'm certainly not downplaying to you know oh, yeah, someone's going to find something and make it work. Um, we just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's that's my main point. And, you know, I think it's not quite as clear the way forward in the competitive meta as we thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I still think just the straight up, like, like the fireball, like, was the Colossus Station mechanic just by himself, like, just, you know, 26 points for that thing. So you're one point more than a, um, than a, uh, a gold squadron uh, V19. And but you're essentially the same stat line, you know, two attack, two agility, five hull, because you're starting the game off with one face down card. Um, but you add in a slam action. Um, you don't have the linked action into the you know the barrel roll into the evade, um, which is actually really nice on that on that thing. Yeah, it's really um, good. <laughs> but you do have a slam, um, a slam action, uh, and a way to be able to slam and still shoot. So, uh, you know, I think it's a fairly comparable um, little ship. So, you know, from a, and we saw how good the V19s could be. Um, now, granted, they don't, you, you know, Resistance doesn't have a sinker or a Howl Runner or one of those force multipliers to kind of go along with them. But um, they also acted as just great filler and like, and like the double, like you play like two beefy Jedi and, and then two of those, you know, two of those V19s. You know, maybe Poe and uh, and Nian or something like that, and and uh, and a couple of these guys is uh, uh, after Nian. You have to say rest in peace now. Rest, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> rest in peace, Nian. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's you know, it's just the different options to explore. But uh, yeah, I think the Fireball is going to be an interesting ship that people are going to be playing playing and toying with a lot going forward here. No, for sure. And I'm I'm gonna. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to put it on the table. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. 
it'll be interesting to see. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our uh, conversation for the for the system opens this evening. But before we go, we do uh, we don't mention. So, if uh, for those of you listening, if you haven't heard of it or or uh, uh, don't know what it is, uh, uh, the Reverend Joe Laporta here was recently on uh, the Millennium Condor Loremaster Quiz. I was indeed. Yes. Which is a uh, which uh, is an X-wing quiz show. Um, brought to you by Bruno Levigoire from Can- from uh, Canada, and uh, it's a it's a fantastic. And, uh, his intern Ottawa and his intern and that, yeah he's the he's I don't the know new if Ottawa intern. has an actual name. Uh, yeah, he's got a name, I, but he just goes by Ottawa. Okay, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, if like I said, if you never checked it out, look it up. Uh, it's uh, it's under the Millennium Condor podcast. It is a French Canadian podcast, so um, their normal episodes are all in French. But the quiz shows, because they bring on podcast hosts from all the U.S. podcasts and, number, and other English-speaking areas, are all in English. Okay, so, so I, I, I'm going to take over this for you. Go ahead. Here. Go okay, ahead. Okay. Uh, for starters, it was awesome that they had me on the show. I really do appreciate that. I um I had some misconceptions about what I was getting into. <laughs> um. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not going to blame anyone, but I thought this was going to be about Star Wars and not about <laughs> Star Wars X-Wing specifically. <laughs> I was try- I told you so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I can be stubborn at times. Yeah. Um, so that was one strike against me. I'm going to get up to like six strikes before this is done. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like a full innings worth of outs here. I guess it takes nine, but... but uh, No. So that was like three, my first... Or, oh, no, strikes, yes. Yeah, so that was my first problem there. And then I tried to listen to an episode of the Lore Master Quiz before that. But I'm going to be super honest here to the point of being offensive, I think. But it was like the Australian team, like bickering back and forth with the, you know, the host who's Canadian. And I didn't understand a fucking word of what they were saying <laughs> to each other. Like I had no idea what anyone was saying or what language they were speaking it in. So that was a bit of a challenge there. That was, that was, that was hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, the biggest problem, the biggest challenge, won't call them problems, we'll call them challenges, because, you know, it, it, it turned out all right in the end, I guess, sort of. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize that I was not allowed to have, because they were afraid that you'd there'd be cheating involved, right? Yeah. Very, very competitive. Apparent, apparently, yeah. So I didn't realize Steve wasn't allowed to be in the room. And since Steve is my emotional support co-host... <laughs> I got real, real nervous, especially once they started asking questions about X-Wing, which if you listen to the episode, it'd become quickly apparent. I don't know fuck all about X-Wing. So I got really drunk. Like, if you listen to the episode, you should just listen for every time that a a can is cracked open. You need to realize that every single one of them is me. I'm the only one drinking on that podcast that I'm aware of. And I think, then I, I finished. I think Emily had a drink. I just don't think she was drinking nearly as much as you were. I don't think so. No, yeah. because every time I open one of those cans, I finished it before I started the next. Yeah, one. I know. <laughs> I, I, you, I came downstairs and like an hour later, and you had just torn through a six pack. Well, I got in there late too. So, like, I got there late. It's like going to a party when you get there late and everybody's already started drinking. Oh, no, you, you, were, like you were there exactly. No, you were there exactly. I was on at eight thirty-one. Yes, yeah. I had to be there by eight thirty. Yeah. But like, yeah. But, like, my, my microphone was already set up and everything. I sat down, and I was, like, instantly in it. 
And here's like the fifth strike. I think we're on like strike five. I really should have written down like all the things I find funny about this. Here's like, this actually might be the hardest thing about the entire thing is that I, Dom, you know my name, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm Joe or Reverend Joe or the Reverend. Yeah. So, so that's what you call me, you know, or El Joe or Reno, if you're not into the whole brevity thing, Bruno kept calling me Joseph. Yeah, and that's what that's what my mom calls me when I'm in deep shit, or yes. what my wife calls me when she's considering throwing my ass out. Yeah, so he like yep. kept doing that to me, which just increased like my nervousness the entire time. So, uh, do you mind if I jump in here? Oh no, by one all means, I'm, please save one, me for myself. One thing I'm a little confused about. Mm-hmm. So you went to Steve's house to record this. Yeah, he has the microphones. Yeah, he's here right so, now. I'm here right now. Yeah. Well, well, I understand that you record this podcast at Steve's place. Yeah. But but the fact that you were on a different podcast mm-hmm. that Steve had nothing to do with. Uh, but well, you still went to They referred to him as my handler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a concept that I'm really I mean, becoming the, quite the, enamored the with. The thing you have to understand about Joe is that he does not use the internet. Yes. So any yeah. sort of internet contact, like... Like like any any sort of podcast, internet related thing, social media, whatever it is, all pretty much have to go through me. Yeah. So anybody that's ever been like, hey, you should friend me on Facebook and stuff, and I never do. Yeah. That isn't me being rude to you. That's me being rude to everyone. Yeah. He he does not use the internet. I feel terrible about that actually. <laughs> or as so, little as actually humanly possible. Second question, which may be dangerous. So you were doing said drinking at Steve's house, and then you went home afterwards. Uh, no, no, no. I woke up in a pile of empty beer cans and then called out of work on Wednesday, which Excellent. I never, ever okay. do. Yeah, no, we, we, we yeah, I, like, we, I stood up and I was like, oh, this ain't going to go well we told, at all. Uh, we, we did not allow him to leave. Uh, he, he passed out on the couch. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, carry on. That's, yeah, that's no, what I got. Yeah, we, we were, you know, eventually I was responsible about this. <laughs> oh gosh. But they were really, really hard questions. And I think they're supposed to be. But they're yeah. oddly specific also. Yes. The, the, well, the whole point of the show is, I mean, it's, it's, basically, it's basically like a farce of, of, uh, on, a, on a game show. Like it's, it's he's, you know, it's, it's, there's a certain amount. It's a joke, essentially, is what it boils down to. Is, <laughs> where he, he's kind of like, he kind of is like the asshole like host. And then, but he, and he's asking like the ridiculously difficult questions and then giving everybody like, uh, decimal points for like partial answers. I kept accusing him of like giving us uh, points in the metric system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was, <coughs> must have seemed hysterical to me at the time. Oh, one other thing that's really, really challenging about it too is, um, like I said, I was super nervous, so I got super drunk. <laughs> but I was also like really excited to be there, but also drunk. Yeah. So he kept asking me to, you know, simmer down a little bit. You know, and the Florida man, you know, he, he has trouble with, you know, social niceties like yeah. that so every time he asked me that i got super super quiet for like several minutes refused to answer anything <laughs> which also pissed him off a little bit and then at some point like i disappeared for several minutes like and i only know this because i listened to the episode earlier today and i don't know where i went <laughs> um yeah i don't know i i, I came downstairs and you you were kind of glazed i think i was like i think i was wrestling some sort of imaginary alligator out of it yeah i think i think i had to i had to kind of poke you back smelling salts yeah (laughs) i I had to wake you up a little bit there i think (laughs) i had to do something between smelling the smelling salts and eating the bath salts yeah yeah 
So, but it was an interesting experience. It was nice, <coughs> you know. It's why they don't invite us to all the fancy parties. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I was, I was, I was thinking about this the other day. So, I think I between the you know between the two of us, oh, I think I mentioned it last week a little, <laughs> but between the three of us, or me, you, and Carlos, you know, we've been on two different podcasts now. Me and Carlos were on OCX, and and you were on this one. And you two both got completely fucking shit faced on, on I, I don't, other I don't go out of my comfort zone easily. <laughs> Representing Florida men well. Yeah, yeah. Man. Carlos tried. Carlos engaged coach in a drinking contest, and, and like you can, you know, you, you can guess how that went. My my but. moment of absolute pride. If no one else, if no one goes and listens to that episode, I'll, I'll summarize the one good bit that I had was because his accent is fairly thick. He referred to a, some unique pilot as a eunuch pilot, and I just would not let it go. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> it was you, like the next three answers. It was just all eunuch. You, you jokes. found the word to you found the found a way to <laughs> squeeze in the word eunuch a lot. Yes, yeah, and I, I referenced history of the world, and I, yeah. I don't think anyone's actually going to get that because I don't think anyone's seen history of the world part one. But it's a classic movie, and you should watch it. Yeah, it's my last recommendation yeah. for the night. Oh, also, I guess we should probably give a shout out to uh, your your opponent there. Emily. Oh, yeah, who was super cool about it. Emily was actually, uh, if she had like, if she'd have cussed us out on the internet afterward, I would have had no like recourse. Yeah, <laughs> I'd been like, yeah, I probably had that coming. Yeah. Um, so you know, if and when we ever see her out at some tournament or something, you know, I will I'll apologize in person. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, well. Um, we will uh, kind of wrap things up here. Just another quick, um, you know, campaign against cancer is coming up. I talked about it last week. The events, uh, the event page is up. It's May 2nd, uh, May the 4th weekend. Nice. So um, get your tickets. Uh, go to twinsonscharities.org and go to the store and look for the Jacksonville location. If you live, you know, anywhere close, if that's the closest location to you, if not. Are there any other Florida ones going on? Uh, there's no other... Florida one. There's one in Mobile, Alabama, which is pretty close to Florida Pensacola. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, those are the those are the two down this neck of the woods, basically. All right. Uh, I think on. there's one in Atlanta this year too, actually. Very cool. Um, but the uh, yeah, I think they're up to like 39 locations. Um, as always, it's a it's a fantastic event. It's just a fun, relaxed day of X-wing um, that where all the money's going to a good cause and um, everybody's just kind of having a good time. So, oh, cool. Well, cool. Awesome. Everybody, check it out. Buy your tickets. Come on out. It's a good time. So, any other uh, events or announcements or shout-outs or anything anybody else want to do? I think I think I'm all, so I'm all shouted out. I'll shout it out. We've 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 uh, we've run out of things to say. All right. Well, that's it for us, guys. Everybody, dials, dials down. down. Bottoms, bottoms up. up. Bottoms up. <laughs>